Welcome back, Crittermanders, to another episode of Cosmic Crit. This is your game master, your online friend, and your crit point leader. It's me, Patrick. We have a doozy of an episode for you today as the party gets into the royal venture. And spoilers aside, I just want to say that they did not expect <laughs> what was laying in wait for them there. So this is an awesome episode. Uh, so I want to get through all of our announcements really quick. So first off, if you are a Patreon subscriber and came to hang out in our May Twitch stream last Thursday, thanks so much. We want to do more of the Twitch streams and hang out with fans. And when a whole bunch of people show up live, it's really encouraging us to do more stuff like that. Uh, secondly, today, for our Patreon subscribers, you're going to find the first episode of the returning saga of the Drift Rider crew, what we're calling Season 1.5. Thanks for everyone that is helping us make these episodes possible. We recorded these last month, and this is the first adventure that went a little long, so we're dividing it up into a couple of, of episodes. And if you're not yet a backer, but you want to hear these, all you need to do is pledge at the $5 level. And these are homebrew adventures that take place in the months after the end of Season 1, kind of the destruction of the Stellar Degenerator. And yeah, the, the players just did not know what was in store for them because this is fully uncharted territory. Uh, part 2 is going to drop soon, and we're going to get to recording the next episode, which was already unlocked on the Patreon uh, in June. So I'm super excited about that. And I'm excited to hear what you guys think. You may notice this is a bit of a long episode as we have an interview at the end. Uh, I get to talk to our friend at the Rogue Exposure podcast for the first time on Cosmic Crit. I've been on their show before, but uh, they've never been here, so we're very excited. If you haven't listened to Rogue Exposure, uh, they are also playing through the Dead Suns adventure path and having a blast. I highly recommend them. Well, we conducted this interview a few months ago in preparation for them dropping their own published adventure path for Starfinder. It's called Easy Money, and it comes out this weekend, uh, if you're listening to this, June 1st, and you can find that on drivethroughrpg.com. We'll get into more of the specifics in the interview, but please do check it out. I've seen some of the art and some of the rules for this AP, and I gotta say, I was super impressed. <laughs> it is... It is a labor of love, it is a lot of work, and I definitely think you should check it out. It's going to be worth your Starfinder budget. <laughs> uh, so definitely if you're looking for some more Starfinder gaming action, it, it's going to be uh, very worth it. So that's it for this intro. Once again, thank you to all of our Patreon backers who keep the show going, keep us doing cool stuff. Uh, let's wrap this up and get to this very long episode of Cosmic Crit. This is episode 86, and it's called Electrovore Boogaloo. Episode commencing in 3, 2, 1. Episode initiated. I said I want to be starting rolling. We got to get started rolling. You want to start playing this game? Yeah, I gotta be starting this episode. The DC is too high to get over. You've rolled too low to get under. Monster's teeth are stuck in your middle. 
then that one you rolled is a blunder. Welcome back, Critter Managers, to Cosmic Crit. This is your lopsided leather jacket wearing GM Patrick telling you that if you want to be a PC in my game, it don't matter if you're a Tiefling or Asimar. I'm rolling thriller crits and bad super hits with a sequin glove hand. And joining me this week are my five friends and your players showing how funky strong is their fight to my right. Nikithi Jean is not my mechanic. He's just a slug who thinks that drones are cool. It's Tyler playing Nikithi and Drone-itis. Good evening, Patrick. To his right, she's easy as ABC, one, two, three, tiny demon. It's you and me, girl. It's Rebecca rocking Talara. Hello. Across the digital table, uh, the way he turned to sense Saron really knocks his lanty off of their feet. It's Miles with a win. Good evening. And to his right, Islanti, are you okay? Are you okay, Islanti? You've been hit by a smooth operative. It's Jabert bringing bumfuzzle. Smooth bumfuzzle, indeed. <laughs> smooth as a baby bumfuzzle. Uh, <laughs> to my left, last but not least, keep on with the entropic strikes. Don't stop, don't stop until you hit their EAC. It's Drew running with Cass. Looks like MJ rolls like Corey Feld. <laughs> hey, everyone. Um, how, how are you guys? Pretty good. How are you doing? Uh, good, good. Summer is almost upon us. June being right around the corner. I was wondering what kinds of things you all like to do the summer months, June, July, August. Uh, what's your reason for the season, as it were? Stay in the air conditioning and play video games. That's kind of the... <laughs> The southern mo for the most part. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, being from up here, it's uh, it's all outside, all grilling all the time. I go outside and play video games. <laughs> right, <Yeah. laughs> very comfortable out there at that temperature. Yeah, right. n- not not down here. <laughs> what what about on the left coast, Tyler? What do you guys do during the summer? Uh, I mean, I kind of, di- I'm kind of, I'm same same as the south. I kind of dig a foxhole, bring my video games in there where it's cooler, and I'm just gonna hang out. <laughs> it's very busy. It's actually just very busy. Summer is we're uh I we're, for the company I work for that's like our is our absolute busiest time because we deal yeah. with a lot of farmers and produce companies. And so it's just working longer hours and trying to get my uh trying to get my beach body back. So those are my main two kind of summer work in video games. So exciting. <laughs> yeah, no, summer's kind of busy for me as well. Drew and Rebecca, video games across the, the next three months. <laughs> oh, I to, wish. Uh, we have to just deal with kids being out of school and where yeah, they need to go. It just makes it all the more busy for us. We've it's the best to- part, right? When you get to spend nonstop time with them, correct? Oh, so much fun. <laughs> all of our, our parent <laughs> listeners out there, that's the best is when there's no breaks. <laughs> no eight-hour breaks in the middle of the day. I don't oh, have homework, really- Dad. What do you mean? I forgot to mention my summer hours where I just get to like work less in the summer and then just go hang out outside for the rest of the time. It's very good. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> people we'll are gonna send, murder you we'll send one of we'll send one of ours up to to visit okay i'll pick up some of the slack <laughs> all right all right it's not summer yet and we still have some games indoors to play right now um so let's let's dive back in what what happened last time on cosmic crit please please use that version <laughs> You want to take that again, Patrick? No, not really. No? Yeah, okay. Patrick, that's the worst you've ever, ever done that. You should take that again. 
After a rousing success in their assault against the Atlante, the crew of the Phoenix's respite celebrated with the colonists. Bumfussel converses with that Ludovar Kresk and convinces him to let old Bumfussel borrow a few hover trikes. During the celebration, Bumfuzzle returns to the ship to get the cargo, while the other members reflect on their past with Sedona. Keithy and Idis participate in a peep show on Kaz. Kaz's steadily declining mental state puts him on edge, but that gets tabled for now, as the team decides to head into the forest and find the Royal Venture. The team locates the Royal Venture, a crashed Aslanti ship which may hold a location for Sedona and Lieutenant Saru, but is ambushed by a large synapse worm. Oh yes, and last week you all killed the synapse worm, uh, an ingenious beast if I must say so myself, <laughs> surely wrought by some sexy and smart creator. Uh, that was 600 experience points, which means you get 150 each. We haven't had a, a total update in a while. Brings you to 2,175 experience points. Yahtzee. Woo! <laughs> no, almost uh, two-thirds of the way. I think it's 3,300, if memory serves, for level three. That is great. Um, right, right. So that's that's where we left off. You guys were right outside the Royal Venture, and you see... Uh, through the the vines and things like that, you see a door right above the wing. What do you guys want to do? Sounds sure. like we're gonna have oh. to door. Well, wait. Uh, what's everyone's we... condition after this fight? Yeah. Can we take ten minutes? Yeah. Are <laughs> are you okay? Didn't Nikithi get uh, very hurt? Cares about Nikithi. Idis is hurt. Oh no. Yeah. Everybody's I'll, favorite. Uh, I, will, I will take ten minutes as well. I'm gonna yeah, hold so... off on the ten minute break. I'm so close to Max, and I know this is gonna bite me in the. Yeah, yeah, Bumfuzzle will stand guard with uh, Kaz. Alara will join you. Oh, right, yeah. This is Defense Force 3. Oh, uh, maybe Talara, as you're walking away, uh, Nikithi signals over to you, and he's going to request that you use uh, your magical mending on Idis. If that is oh, of course. Yes, absolutely. It's a brand new day. So that is a D4 for mending. It's two. All right, and uh, who are, uh, math experts out there, uh, Idis's max health is 20, and uh, I get to repair, I believe, 25% her max health with my repair drone feature. With five five. That is five. Seven altogether with mending. Idis is fine. Quit, quit worrying about your dumb drone. Still one hit point down, but that is much better. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, so who, who was burning an RP here? Uh, I am the big blue bear. Anyone else, sir? I don't think we we had too too many big hits, right? Just a lot of kind of area of effect damage from the synaptic web. Correct. Yep. Alrighty. Um, who is going in first through this fairly small porthole? This kind of uh, medium sized creature. Oh no! Can I even go? <laughs> yes, you can. But it, it is it is indeed like your I don't know how to describe this trying to fit your body through a knot in the side of a tree going after some kind of aviary <laughs> some, some byproduct some, some, some honey like uh, you're trying to enter an apiary yeah uh i'll, I'll go in first it, it's it's just like it's just like when we put on your armor right just gotta grease up the sides and <laughs> just get on in there uh, <laughs> when his butt comes through it's like <laughs> right exactly uh yeah yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna open the door uh and uh 
lightly place a foot inside. All right, it opens on up what we see here as through the door. Um, just beyond this porthole, it looks like a, a long hallway, kind of splits into a couple directions. Um, it looks old, a little musty, uh, but still pretty well kept. You see gold-lined sconces uh, along the, the top that are providing light. Um, and to your side, immediately when you walk in, a high-tech blinking computer terminal uh, just near the hatch. And it kind of starts up as, as you walk in. Uh, the hallway ends in the eastern side, uh, just in a crash of crushed bulkheads and sheer rocks and uh, a couple doors exist to the south. Hmm. One leading off in this hallway here and, and one just south in the hallway. Can we hear anything? Can we like listen really hard? <laughs> listen your hardest. Yeah, it, it seems like even stepping inside here, the sounds of the, the forest uh, completely vanish behind you through the the remaining bulkheads. Uh, mainly that's because Wynn is trying to fit his very large body through the portal right now and it's <laughs> airtight. <laughs> Bumpful, give me a hand. Seems like these uh, these doors that are shut are indeed um, you know, they're, they're very strong uh, starship doors, so they're not letting in an atom of atmosphere, <laughs> let alone much sound. Is there any signage on the walls that might indicate what these doors are? Uh, these doors are barren. Um, there is a computer module immediately here, uh, right now, currently underneath, uh, I think, like, Wind's foot as he's stepping through. Uh, you, you can make some room for the, the bear and when if you want to move in, you can. Uh, it is is right here, and it, it kind of um, flashes with some blue lights. Um, and as you guys are, are moving in, the lights kind of form into intersecting lines of digital code, and they form a, a 2D representation of what looks like uh, a human male. Um, and more and more features become kind of defined on this face and it turns into a very snobby looking fancifully dressed Islanti man um, and he starts speaking in Islanti he says hello there I'm Eliok this vessel's AI and who might you be uh, I'm gonna use disguise real quick to just like draw a face on top of my helmet so that I look like a person too very excited about this. It's a 17. <laughs> I take out a Sharpie and I draw a person's face on my helmet. And what do you say? I say, ah, aha, yes, indeed. Uh, greetings, fellow human. Uh, we, we are back to take stock of this ship. Uh, the AI kind of looks down at you and like, you can see him digitally squint and says, Oh, I see, right. You are either a child or one of the lesser races, then. Child um, it is! Amusing. <laughs> Perhaps it is better if you were to go and get a adult Aslanti person in order to interface with me. I am a very valuable and high-tech piece of equipment, you see. <laughs> oh, of, co of course, adult friend. And then I go and grab Kaz and bring Kaz back and say, here's my daddy. <laughs> Creepy. I was like, oh, finally, someone who will be able to use their superior intellect and understand my various facets. Yes, uh, and Kaz looks at 
bumfuzzle with a look that says, how in prunk did you do this? This is never going to work. What were you thinking? I, I, I just give the okay, the okay fingers back. <laughs> <laughs> we are here to survey this ship and request uh, an internal manifest as well as a uh, map to download to our personal devices. Can you assist us? Oh, certainly, sir, but uh, you must... You must forgive me. My uh, visual sensors must be smudged somewhat. I, I cannot tell if you are, in fact, of Islanti blood. I would like to do a retinal scan for confirmation. Can you please take your glasses off? Is that required? Oh, yes. Kaz looks around the, the room and... Bumfuzzle's still giving you the okay sign because he <laughs> drew on your irises last night with his <laughs> with his marker. <laughs> well, what's uh, what's Nakiti think about this? You're seeing this you know, scene go down between obviously the two smartest uh, people on board this crew, Gas and Bumfuzzle. I mean, he's looking on with interest. If Kaz like looks at him, he would probably shake his head, like kind of a, like a I wouldn't. Oh, th th that's what the the shaking head mean. <laughs> yes, that is that is what the <laughs> the shaking of side to side of the head means. Nah. <laughs> what do you think, Cass? Bumfuzzle, is there no way that you can hack this with your computer skills to prevent this from happening? I point I point at my uh, at my helmet and I say, I already tried. <laughs> I tried to hit visual sensors right. I, I, I pointed my sharpie. I say, "This is the best I got, brother." I'm not gonna lie, Jabert. It was a DC 18 disguise check. <laughs> 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 you rolled so well. Uh, Kaz stands up. He he looks around at the the other members of the crew and and does kind of a turnaround gesture. Just so, just to, to ask them if they wouldn't mind not looking as he removes his mask. Okay. All right. Do I need to roll a diplomacy check for that? To no, <laughs> I mean, no, no I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. That's fine. I, I, I suppose it's a weird request, but. <laughs> I mean, this is some like a, a extreme modesty, right? Like, oh, you can't see my eyes. That, that or he's Batman. I don't know. <laughs> But like, well, we've everyone, got Batman here. Everyone listening at home, you've got kind of like sports goggles on uh, on your face underneath your, but you often have a bandana tied up there. You're kind of like sunglasses, but um, I guess more tactical. You know, they provide more light coming in. They're cooler. They look They're cooler. Uh, right. Is, is everyone turning around? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll turn away for Mr. Modesty. Sure. Cool. So they'll give you a, a quick eye scan, Kaz, this AI, as you lift up your goggles and uh, Eliak comes back and says, oh, good day, sir. I see you are probably the leader of these dumber, subservient folk. How may I be of assistance today? Uh, Kaz quickly puts his mask back on and says, once again, that manifest uh, of the ship, as well as a, a map of, of the different quadrants in it of course welcome to the royal venture the personal starship of none other than perept Amendria. 
of the eternal and glorious Islanti Star Empire. On board, you'll find the prototype device allowing faster-than-light travel known as the Rune Drive. Sardat Almandrea's technomancers, engineers, and miracle workers are on board to ensure that this maiden voyage is a success and that this drive can be duplicated and put into every Star Empire starship from here until the edge of the universe. This test flight happened upon 8904AZ and will be the first of a series of tests. If you would like a map of this vessel, I can provide it to you with access to all sections of the starship upon request. Um, a port opens up. You can attach any comm units you'd like if anybody does indeed want a map. Oh, let's get a map. Nikithi, you, uh, you plug it in. Mm, plug yeah. it in, plug it in. For Yeah, if I could do... Uh, how... How easily does Nikki think this would be hackable? Um, after watching the AI kind of interact and maybe like poking around a little bit, if you start to download the map, it looks like a tier three computer. So at the very least, that is DC like 25. That would be pretty hard. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, right. You guys can download this map and I, as Game Master, get to show you everything that is about to happen now. Bloop. Here's the map. The entire map. Ooh. There are a number. Uh, I mean, it, it shows like a picture of the ship intact uh, as the map I've revealed to you that we're going to be exploring is a very much not intact. It is a crashed wreck ship that has been lying here for hundreds of years uh, where there is obviously like massive amounts of damage. The, the map shows the rooms, but there are sections like marked in red um, with um, like flashing warning signs and inoperative kind of flashing uh, next to the rooms in Aslanti. Elia comes back and says, ah, yes, this vessel is currently somewhat inoperational, but the appropriate authority has been contacted and is taking great care to ensure it will be repaired in just a matter of hours, I'm sure. <laughs> Eliak, have any other Aslanti come through here recently? Oh, several, of course. We'll be on our way shortly. You can have a seat in the galley. How long has this ship been in this state? I believe just a few days. <laughs> Elio, uh, Nik Nikithi, <laughs> probably his more, maybe his sadistic side, uh, he says, Eliok, your timetable is a little out of date. I am sending you a new time schedule for how long the Royal Venture has been in this state. And, you know, he sends him the, you know, like the current year or whatever it may be, mm -hmm. uh, transposed from when he said that the Royal Venture had its maiden voyage. <laughs> uh, silly and fear your mind. Uh, we don't follow your calendar. We as Lanty have our own timekeeping pieces. I'm sure that, uh, and he points to Kaz, uh, they'll be able to explain to you how our our months and years work. Yeah, Bumfuzzle looks at Nikithi and says, Yeah, man, come on. <laughs> he lit. Oh, okay, he lived in. Well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> this terminal does not have access to the bridge, but if you would like to update the software there, uh, you may. If you require things like the captain's log or our repair schedule, I suggest you located it there. Uh, that is section 12 of the ship's map that I've provided you. Ah. We should go to the engine room. If this rune drive is anywhere, it will be there. And then we can get out of this place. Indeed, to the engine room. 
Uh, that looks like it is immediately to the south, and there are a couple of like warning flashing lights there of like damage, inoperative, you know, breach, things like that. Ah, this is fine. This is fine. <laughs> you heading on in, Kaz? Kaz is stepping inside. Okay, <laughs> great. <laughs> Uh, let's go down to room number three. Walking in, Kaz, you can see the carnage wrought here from the ship's crash. Uh, dirt has spilled through tears in the hull. Uh, the, the massive, like, kind of engine turbines are bent, turned sideways. Wires hang loose from the, the ceiling along with vines about 16 feet above you. And the ground here is covered in moss. The eastern edge contains a door that kind of looks askew and it's lit by some some red flashing lights. Though there's enough ambient light here through the ships and maybe some light pouring in through little cracks that uh, it's pretty normal light in this room. The southern side of the room seems to have some burn marks, some, some destruction that seems very recent where maybe another door was supposed to be. That's this area down here. Uh, why don't you guys make me a perception check? I'll tell you if you notice anything, anything else. Oh, I need to reset my cash. <laughs> I've got a 24. Well, that's pretty good for perception. A 19. Nobody's will-based here, right? <laughs> I wonder what the the highest is. The highest perception bum fuzzle is at plus six right now. I'm plus six. I think I think Nikiti is also plus six. Oh, that's pretty good. Uh, right. So uh, as you guys are moving in, making your way into the room, you guys can just stop moving your your characters right now <laughs> you hear maybe a slight shuffling uh, a rustling noise as there's some dirt that falls from the ceiling above you and as you peer up into the rafters through the vines you see two bright blue eyes light up and then two more and then they lunge down towards you it's our initiative roll time bum, bum, bum. oh man did we find the white walkers <laughs> eyes of blue uh, means death to you yeah, it's a blue death to you. That's what they say in Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly uh, what they say. Are those screelings? <laughs> you wish. <laughs> I know. No, they're electrovores. You can see the art, and you might know a little something about uh, a, a book called Alien Archive 1, but these guys indeed look like small winged creatures. A couple beady blue eyes, like a snake or kind of scorpion-like tail that like whips around underneath as it flies down, crackles with electricity. You might know this, Tyler, but that's your character. We shall see. We shall see. They're pre- they're pretty common. Uh, <laughs> they're they're actually from the the you know known in the pack world too. Yeah. How they got here, who knows? But let me roll some initiative along with you guys and figure out what's happening. I would love to roll a decent life science to identify a creature since that's partially what Keithy's built off of. <laughs> All right. So you guys did not notice them on the surprise round fluttering down. Uh, so they, they come down with a move action. Oh, just let's see. There's going to be one between Talara and a, a Bumfuzzle. One that kind of floats down uh, maybe between. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, between Wynn and Talara and then one between Bumfuzzle and Cass. And we are in initiative turn order, and they are first in the initiative turn. So, yay! (laughs) We! And they both have these pretty great abilities for scaring off groups of of predators. These are electrovores. It's called 
electrical discharge, which I'm going to do now. I need, let's see, uh, I need everyone, <laughs> jeez Louise, everyone to make a reflex save as they send out this kind of shock uh, circular web. Unfortunately, I need wind to make two right between these two guys. This is DC 13. Yes. Which means Wynn has failed twice, it looks like, Miles. Oh, oh no. Oh, I'll see you guys next year. Three and a nine. So, it, yeah, these two things come down between you, and you're basically between two shock paddles as they're doing some electricity damage to you. I'll roll this. Electricity Sweet. damage. Go take Talara. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, oh, man, hopefully I can do some damage here. Let's do first all the ones, uh, everyone to the north. This will be Nikithi, Drone, Idas, Kaz, Bumpuzzle, and Win. Near, near max damage. Seven points of electricity damage. And now just a Win and a Talara. Six points. I'm is sorry, that, is this is it reflex half? Re- reflex for half, which means you take none. Yeah. And I take it, none too. It also means that you don't get the staggered condition for a round, which, man, I'm sorry, means you are staggered. Staggered like a daggered. What's half of seven? Is that four in this case? Three. 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 Round down. Round, round it down. Round, round it down. Um, so once again, staggered means that you can only take a single move or standard action. You can't take them sweet, sweet reactions. Help me in moving around. That is a standard action for them to do their ability. Uh, so they're also going to uh, kind of just fly backwards a little bit, I think. They're going to both kind of fly back up towards the rafters. Uh, so are you leaving a threatened square for me? I'm leaving threatened squares from everyone, but you have not acted in the... Oh. So no reaction. Oh, you do. Yeah, these guys are tough. Have fun, everyone. Bum Puzzle, you're up next. All right. Yeah, I'm going to uh, fire out a... Uh, I'm going to pull out sort of a pistol-looking device, and I'm going to pull the trigger, and a bunch of chaff just comes out at the one that is uh, just flying just above me. Uh, and it sort of confuses the Electrovore with uh, with uh, this chaff, this little chaff burst. Some chuffa? Yeah. You shooting up at him? Yeah. And I'm going to, well, can I reach it with my knife? You cannot. It is 16 foot up. Oh, well, then I'll stay where I am. <laughs> and I will shoot the one time. But first, I'm going to use my engineering grenade or my engineering check. <laughs> That's a 34 on the check. Okay. So good. <laughs> and then I and then as as sort of like the the glittery metal bits are sort of like filtering down, I shoot through them and I shoot my laser sort of and bounce off a bunch of them. I hit the one where it doesn't expect. No, I hit it. Yeah. Two 18s in a row. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> All righty. Let me just give you here another little D- D4 here. Um, so that'll be uh, six points of damage. Nice. To the one right above me. All righty. So that one's been scored by a laser uh, blast. Uh, fire damage. Seems seems not to like that. Talara, you are up next. Yeah, uh, I'm going to take the cue from Bum Puzzle and uh, use my laser pistol. Mm-hmm. Uh, same one or the, the one that hurt you? Uh, the one that hurt me. 
Okay. It's pretty nearest to me. Yep, that one is just a little bit closer. I'm trying to decide if I should do a full attack or if I should just do one. Ooh, good question. I think I think I'm I'm gonna do a full attack because I'm probably not gonna do a whole lot of damage regardless. So. Mm-hmm. Seventeen to EAC. That's a hit. Awesome. So that's three damage. Oh, minus four. Sorry. Thirteen. That's a miss. Oh no! All right. <laughs> Ooh, roll higher than that. Fourteen. That, oh, that's better. <laughs> Twenty-one. So seventeen. Another eighteen. Jeez Louise, you guys. Okay, that is a hit. How much damage? That one hits. That's three damage. All right, couple scores. I thought it was, I was going to have a, a nice damage-free round uh, outside of reach. Um, when round to you, you are staggered. Wynn um, is going to use Getem on the creature that Bumfuzzle was attacking. All nice. right. Good move. Bring out the target. It is on like Donkey Kong. Um, that is your turn, bringing us to Kaz. Is this uh, yellow surrounded thing, is that something in the middle of the floor? Could I walk over that? Yeah, it looks like a little bit of the engine here. You'll have to walk around. Fine, I'm going to move here then. Okay, they're they're both up in the air, so it doesn't really matter how uh, far you move forward. Just how, FYI. How high up are they? 16 foot, uh, as I said. At least I will... T- <laughs> at least I will... T- Take some, uh, take some damage in front of uh, one of these cats, uh, cause I can't do much. So, <laughs> did you not take any gun from any of the previous? <laughs> I don't need guns except oh. right now when I clearly do. But oh, I don't yeah. need guns. So many blind enemies in the game. Uh, okay, uh, Nikithi, on to you. I'm trying to figure out... Uh, okay, he's 15 feet up, so even if I put Idis kind of behind Kaz, uh, the Kaz isn't going to provide an EAC or uh, an AC bonus to the creature, correct? Uh, no, no. I mean, they, they're... Um, you guys are kind of shooting straight up, so there's not, not much in the way. A few vines, but they're not providing enough cover. Uh, what? Let's try to identify the creature first. Is this going to be life science? This is going to be mysticism. You mean life science? <laughs> it's an Osharan ability. Yes. Uh, and my life science, because it's intelligent based, is just a little bit better than my mystic. Buddy! Hey, 27! Uh, DC 8, so I think you've got it. <laughs> um, you do, as well as Tyler, know that this is an electrovore. They are pests in docking bays and among ships as they get into um, kind of the electrical work, make nests. And as you are looking up in the rafters at these things, you see it does seem like these two uh, are just at the beginning of, of making a nest here in in the engine room. Um uh, yeah, so you know a number of things about these creatures. Um, they, uh, the EAC KAC is, is 14, and they they can do this electrical discharge only a certain number of times per day. Anything else you'd like to know? Uh, I believe that's their only special ability. Anything we should know, and you already told me really their defenses. They, I, they I, I take have, it they have no weaknesses or other special abilities? They have another special ability. Oh, I would like to know it. It's called Siphon, and when it scores a critical hit against most anything, it gets back a resolve point. Ooh. Yes, when it hits a living creature, a construct, or a piece of gear with a critical hit, 
And you do know uh, just about everything about electrical discharge as well if you want. It's 10-foot uh, electrical blast. It can leave you staggered. It does take an RPGU. Okay, I see. So it's got like some synergy with its other ability. No weaknesses, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, it, it is immune to electricity, but no no weaknesses. Gotcha. All right, that's good. That will be Nikithi. Idis is going to move into just a slightly better shot path. So she is shooting over Kaz. And uh, Nikithi will also say, Kaz, be careful with these electrovores. I believe I could make a gauntlet for you if you do not destroy the body completely. And with that, Idis is going to aim her tendrils and use her flame weapon. Try to shoot this thing out of the sky. That's gonna be a pretty crappy roll. Never mind. Nine on the dice for a 12 altogether. Uh, that one has get him, so that's a 13, but still, we already know. 14 will do, so that is a miss. Any movement? Anything you want to move forward? Uh, yeah, Nikithi is going to back out of the room. <laughs> Wise move. Um, it is their turn again, and I think they're going to do something very similar. Uh, this one's going to fly down near, I think, Bumfuzzle and the Kaz. Whoop. And this guy is going to do something similar for... Um, uh, it's just going to move right back to where it was between uh, Wen and uh, Talara. Um, and more more electrical blasts. Let's do it. Uh, so first, the one near Bum Puzzle and Kaz, want you to give me a reflex roll. Yeah, Drew. Get it, Drew. Fail. Fail. Oh, boy. Both, both failed. Well, 11 and a 12. So coming at you with four points of damage, but you guys are both staggered. Staggered mover standard next turn. Uh, Win and a Talara, same thing. Reflex roll for me. You got this, Win. Becca's fine. Win's fine. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> 17 and 18. Uh, you guys take two points of electrical damage, or zero if you're a broken race that probably <laughs> could be a ratted. <laughs> and uh, they're so good at low levels. Um, I, love, I love them so much. Them tieflings. That is that is their turn. They moved and they standard actioned and bum puzzle. We're on to you. So it's a move or a standard when you're staggered. Uh, I believe so. No reactions as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'll just take a normal shot with my pistol. All right. All right. All right. Uh, not get them. I'm assumed. No, this one's. Still get them. Oh, oh, I see. I, 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 I see it there. there. Okay, got it. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and add plus one to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's only a ten. Only a ten on the attack. A miss, unfortunately. Talara, back to you, Rebecca. This one is right next to you right now. But it's still like sixteen feet up, right? Uh, no, this one is now hovering just uh, about four feet above the ground. Oh, fun. Um, yeah. Oh, crap. Yeah, got you in a little bit of a corner there now. Oh, <laughs> yeah. fancy pistol is uh, ready to shoot my electrovore now. Right. Well, I can't cast anything. Like, um, Well, you can. You provoke an attack of opportunity. And if you get hit. Yeah, no matter, no matter what I do, I'm going to provoke. It's uh, a good point. It's a good point. I could, so, use my, I could use my survival knife that I picked up. That is very true. And that would not provoke at all. All right. I can try that. 
I don't have much option. I mean, I could run away, but... No, this is your best choice, but it's... Yeah. I was about to say you have the same same chance to hit with a survival knife because it's operative, right? Yeah, right, yeah. So, okay. might, might as well. That's a 19. <laughs> that's a hit. Awesome, so that's two damage. <laughs> yeah, all right. She's <laughs> taking this one on by herself. This is Talaris. <laughs> own electrovore uh, <laughs> when we're back to you um right no, no longer staggered i'm going to use get him on the creature in front of me between me, me and talara Bloop. and then i am i'm not sta- still staggered right uh no okay Hopefully. then i am going to use my junk sensor to kabonk him kabonk oh no oh we- no we for us a natural one on the dice means we get to uh, do a fun critical fail fun critical fail uh I'll, I'll let you pick your points and miles do you want website uh, our crittermander created ones or a card uh i will try card i don't think i've done many cards starfinder critical fumble deck uh it's a bad deck. this is a shuffling this is me now looking at the cards pull one off the top and oh you also get to pick I believe whether you want uh, energy or kinetic failure because your weapon does both. Uh, kinetic, I guess. I guess I guess it is against KC, but I'll, I'll allow you pick. Uh, kinetic? Yes. <sighs> ooh, ooh, boy. This is a great one for your sensor. Oh, oh which is going oh, to no. break, isn't it? Oh, no. It was so going to break bad. on the natural one anyway. <laughs> it's so bad, Miles. It's called Rebound to the Face. Oh, no. uh, you take the weapon damage, so you've rolled a, a six here for weapon damage. You take the weapon damage, and then the extreme blow is melee, uh, so you get this as well. It's called Surprisingly Aerodynamic. <laughs> Your weapon flies 3d6 squares in a oh. randomly determined direction. That's like out of the ship if we yeah. bank it. Right. Oh, no. Uh, do you do you want to roll uh, 3d6 for me? I'll roll the direction. Sure. <laughs> so you get hit in the face and insult to injury and then flies off your face a different direction. <laughs> of course I roll. Oh, right. oh my god. Wow, really well on the 3d6. Um, I've rolled, it, it's just going straight south of you. Um, so I'm going to mark it on the map. It's kind of right next to Talara. Uh, so not, not that bad. Um, it's almost within <laughs> reach. But is it also broken? It's but it breaks. Broken. Yeah. But can she use mending after the fight to fix it? Oh, well, well, natural one with a sensor, yes. yes. I mean, he's got claws, so it's not like he's unarmed. But yeah, we're going to have to fix that. True. One I hate, moment. I hate this game so much. <laughs> the junk sensor in Starfinder, when you roll the one, has one more ability, right? It deals regular damage to the user and gains the broken condition. So... I don't know taking about, 12 damage? I think you're going to have to roll the damage the second time, because we've only got the, the first one from the crit card. Okay. Is this the first time you've junk sensor rolled? He rolled a one, but he used his re-roll to undo it. Yeah. Minimum damage on the second one, so that's not too bad. But yes, it is indeed broken. Not too uh, A level two character doing nine points of damage to themselves on their turn is bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, no, this fight got real bad real quick. <laughs> This is the best. Um, uh, that is that is your turn, Kaz. Drew, on to you. Uh, this thing Kaz- is down on the the flight deck, as it were. All right, Kaz is going to take a guarded step here, um, and that is about all he can do right now. Can I look around to see if there's anything to climb on? Should this thing fly up after my turn? 
Uh, yeah, you're kind of standing on the destroyed back section of the, the ship where these turbines are. It might be a little difficult to, uh, uh, there, but there's a lot of kind of handholds to, uh, to climb upon. Let's see, Nikithi, bottom of the turn order, back to you. So Nikithi sees this, uh, you know, bad luck that Wynn has, and he believes that, uh, you know, Bumfalls on Kaz, they, they, Kaz, they probably have this Electrovore nailed down. So he's going to send Idis <clears throat> over to flank with uh, Wynn mm-hmm. and uh, trap this uh, Electrovore on the other side of the room between Idis and Wynn, and then go ahead and do a melee attack. That will hopefully do better than the other one. Get him's on this one. Get him's on. So this is a plus one to whatever I roll. Ooh, I rolled a seven. Not gonna do it. Plus, plus. Um, not gonna do. It. Isn't it plus three? Yeah. Did you add flanking? Yeah, flanking. Oh, I did not add flanking, Miles. Oh, thank you. Oh, you big. Yeah. Dumb. So that makes oh, it a yeah, fourteen. That, that makes it? it a fourteen exactly. Yes, and it is only flanking because his weapon's gone because. An uplifted bear has some pretty nasty claws. Yeah, huh? Still <laughs> threatened with. Uh, so that is a hit. What'd you get on damage? Max damage. So that was a very important hit. Six points of damage. Yikes. Look at me paying attention. Yeah, Thanks, good guys. job, man. Thank you. Yeah, how dare you, Miles? Go back to browsing Reddit or whatever you guys do when it's not your turn. <laughs> um, okay, that's that's turn two. Oh, it's my guys' turn again. Yay for me. Um, let's see. Now we've got the drone next to this one. Uh, I think this one between um, uh, Wynn and Akithi is going to kind of guarded step uh, back a little bit to try not to not to be flanked, and it's going to try its discharge ability again. Oh, maybe for the last time. Uh, go ahead, and the three of you give me a reflex save. Uh, that's a fail for Talar. Thank goodness. Uh, natural twenty from Wynn. Oh, oh no. Try. <laughs> and Idis taking some damage here. Fail from Idis. Uh, six points of damage. Oh, you know what that means, Rebecca? It means one point. <laughs> I've managed to deal damage to you. May I also staggered? Uh, yes. Uh, both you and uh, actually the uh, drone cannot be staggered, correct? Yeah, I do not think it can because of its construct status. Okay, that is three points. Electricity to win, one to Talar, and six to Idis. Um, I think the the one on top of Kaz doesn't want to do its ability again. Uh, I think it's just going to try to attack a Kaz first. So let me do that. Just coming at you, whipping its tail around, trying to pierce your armor, true. Okay. And that is a hit. Uh, so 12 on 12 on the dice. Are you ha- attacking EAC or KAC? This is against KAC. Have you factored in my plus one to AC for my entropy point that I earned for the last time you attacked me? I rolled a 23, so it is it is a hit. That's all I needed to know. <laughs> all I needed to know. Juicy hit. Uh, seven points of bludgeoning damage. Boy, where is it going to go? Um, it's it's going to kind of fly around the back side of you now, maybe to its mate. Yeah, going to fly to its mate. <laughs> um... Okay, that is their turn. They gotta, they gotta keep flying. They're a little, little loopy, so they, they don't have uh, uh, good hover ability here. Uh, Bumfuzzle, we're on to you. Uh, I reach into a back pocket and pull out the sparking electricity net, and I throw it at these guys. 
electricity net? Yeah, like a like a net, but it's like electrified. It's like what they bring down. I don't know, like all comic book characters with. You, you know, foolish right? fool! <laughs> it's uh, it's you, immune to electricity. You describe something that's immune to. <laughs> that's fine. I don't. Really need it. I don't that. need it. I don't need it to damage the thing. I just need it to distract it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I wanted to be that too so bad. <laughs> Dog. 18 on the dice again. <laughs> right. Yeah. Again. When I get to roll, I roll good. Jabert is Jabert this season has been insane. With on my engineering checks, I've been on point. Uh, absolutely have been. You right, yeah. one, right? <laughs> yeah, this one, so the, the net just sort of like slips off the back of the uh, uh, of the wings and as it turns around to look <laughs> I, uh, I did nothing! <laughs> right, it's like, haha that was a silly net that fell off of me and then when it looks back at me there's a laser right to its face! Oh my. Pachoo! 17 on, on the attack. Oh no, that's a hit. All right, and uh, five points of damage. Ouch, so uh, second time it's been hit, both of them by a bum fuzzle. Ouchies, ouchies. Talara, onto you. This one down here has been hit uh, a couple times by you, right? Yeah, and I'm <laughs> going to keep, gonna keep shooting at it. Um, so I'm staggered, so I can only take one action, right? Standard or move, correct. Right, so I'm going to uh, raise my laser pistol and shoot. A single time. And this has to get him up. So that's a, oh gosh, 11. Yeah. That's a miss. That's not going to do it, unfortunately. Uh, when we are on to you, uh, you can see your your broken sensor kind of leaking fluid, um, maybe in a, a pool of fire, uh, about 10 feet away from the southern edge of the, the room. I'm going to keep get him on the same creature. Uh, as a move action? Yes, and then uh, I guess try to attack with my claws. Ooh, we don't get to see a lot of feral wind very often. I'm excited. God! Oh my. Seriously? Oh, oh no. my. Oh heavens. <laughs> Another natural one. Hey, do you guys hear that sound? That's the sound of Miles leaving his office and never coming back to this game again. It's so good. I <gasps> am done. That's the worst. That's <laughs> the worst. It's like it's oh, not yeah. only. I've co- I've I've historically complained about my low rolls. I've never done this. I don't think I've ever done this. <laughs> I have rolled yes, you have. garbage you've rolled- this entire season. <laughs> you've rolled two natural ones back to back, Tyler, but yeah. never attacked, oh, right? Not attacks. No. Yeah, the two natural ones I had was the reflex save to fall off the stargazer statue. So good. And then, I should have killed you for that. Miles, once again, deck or critical fail generator on cosmiccrit.com where we got all our fan submissions in. Uh, I guess I'll go with the cosmiccrit.com. Okay. Yeah. Picking the fans. Mixing it up a little bit. Now this is going to be a melee attack from our crit. Oh, this make this is, this is like the exact same one. You just, Are you kidding? Oh, no. <laughs> it's called bonk. It makes more sense if you had your sensor out, but you misjudge the swing of your weapon. Uh, the backswing hits you in your own head, but you only take 1d6 points of damage. Wait, wait, wait. so I just punched myself like a <laughs> 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 Yep. It sounds like it. I, I, I'm just no. reading my character, my character Joey, because this oh, yeah. this guy is 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 like three his way away from this. 
You don't even so do good. 1d6 points of damage normally. You do 1d3. You're right. <laughs> you punched yourself harder than you would have punched the Electrovore. <laughs> 1d6, and you get a minus two to hit for the next round. Submitted by Grant. Thank you, Grant. Thanks, Grant. Oh, so yeah, Talon, that was funny. Oh, for our listeners, he's done, he did nine the last time. This is four. So 13 points of damage to himself. Oh, my gosh. That's insane. It's, it's so the damage leader in this in this combat is a uh, win. Miles, how are you doing HP SP wise? Not well. <laughs> <laughs> um, Not well is, at all. <laughs> that is your turn, a move, and a standard. Kaz, we're back to you, Drew. Uh, so the what is is the one to the north? Is it flying right now? Uh, it is, but it is within melee range. Didn't oh, fly back. Right. Uh, hmm. So Kaz is going to take a guarded step right here, and then he is going to punch this thing with an entropic strike. That is a 20 to hit. Oh, that's a hit. For four damage. Okay, and uh, what kind of damage? Bludgeoning, acid, both? Both! Let's do both. Fun! Um, it is still up, but it is it's taken enough uh, <laughs> laser blast from a bum puzzle and uh, now a punch from you that it's... Uh, it's, it's hurting. It, you can see it kind of limping as it flies, tries to keep altitude here. Nikithi, back to you, Idis, in a bad place, kind of pinned in on the southern wall here. Idis is going to also take a, a little step, <clears throat> guarded uh, to try to regain that flanking position on this uh, original Electivore that Win, Talara, and Idis have been attacking. And he's going to do another, she's going to do another melee attack. Mm-hmm. And take it down. Hopefully, I will. It's, oh, it's barely enough. Uh, one for get him, two mm-hmm. for flanking is going to be 15. That is a hit. And another max damage roll. Way nice. to go. Way to go, Itis. Good girl, Itis. Uh, once again, this one is also uh, pretty bloody. Both of them not looking great. Not looking great. Any, any movement from you, or are you done? Uh, oh, boy. Let me see if I have any. Hold on a check really quick my inventory i want to see if i have any serums i might be able to run up and prepare a injection Ooh. nope sorry win i don't have any serums oh well someone's gonna die oh. <laughs> we are in turn four i believe at the top of these creatures i think hmm i think this one is it's in the middle between a a win a kaz and a Idis is going to use its last ability to shock. Shocking uh, grass. Here. It's electrical ability. So the three of you, please make me another reflex save. Come on, Idis. Yes. Idis passed. A Kaz passed. See, Miles, what you got? Ooh, 11 on the dice. <laughs> oh, no. Or eight on the dice. 11 Toto is a miss. Uh, five points of electricity damage, two for you two that passed. I'm down. Oh no! <laughs> the, oh, bear. No. the bear falls. Kaz is using mitigate, uh, which allows me to spend one of my entropy points to knock that down by my vanguard level, so I've taken no damage. Two points of electricity, gone! And uh, this other one is just going to attack an itis, just a straight up tail whip. Uh, that's a, that's a bad... I don't know. I've hit, so I think it's pretty good. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, six points of bludgeoning damage. I need to get ah. a critical off, please, in order to uh, get their their stuff back. And they're just gonna kind of um, 
flap around one another in kind of like a, a little circular dance, changing positions almost um, for their turn and um, for their movement. And that is that is their turn. And we're back to Bumfuzzle. All right. Bumfuzzle uh, reaches into a satchel at his side and pulls out a uh, what looks like a box on a stick oh, and lays it on the ground and he slides it across and then he stomps on a pedal and says I ain't afraid of no ghosts <laughs> we're we're moving across um, universes That's right. very often with bump foot yes. <laughs> it's a 29 on the uh, on that old skill check I'm sorry these guys are CR 10 obviously the actual difficulty of this encounter. <laughs> no, uh, go ahead and roll that attack. Are you talking the one, uh, the one with Get'em? Um, is that still Get'em? It is. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. Then, uh, then yeah, just oh. the one that's right in front of me, so that it would be a, a smooth path to path to slide the uh, the box across. Okay. And I'm gonna pull up my proton pack, my proton pack, and just uh, cross the streams. Uh, oh gosh, it's only a 10 across the streams. A 10 is a miss. Sad. All right. 10 is a miss again. So it's easy. Um, Talara, back to you. All right. Can I move five feet and use a healing serum on when? Um, I'll allow it. Cool. You're just moving right over to him, stabbing him. As you yep. Can. I hope he's okay with that. It's two points. All right. Well, Wynn's back uh-huh. now is unconscious, but... Uh, or is it's conscious again, uh, but is lying down, Miles, on the ground. Uh, but it is your turn, Miles. What do you like to do? Get up. Alrighty. Big old bear Very lumbers, <laughs> lumbers <laughs> forward. This this uh, electrovore closest to you eyes you greedily, sees weakness, and wants to bring you down. Um, and then I will attack with my claws. Yeah. Yeah, natural 20 will do this, Miles. It's dude. That's a nine. It's not that dude, though. Oh, yeah. Nope. Even with the. Uh, you are still flanking with Idis. That is not enough. But you're back in the fight, Kaz. Drew, on to you. Kaz is going to stake a guarded step down, uh, and he is now flanking with Idis for this. Oh, yeah. The one with Get him as well. Uh, was Get him any active any longer? I don't think so. Uh, oh, oh, no. At the end of the turn, you're right. Hmm. Uh, shouldn't have said anything. Uh, here we go. Entropic strike. How dare we be honest? <laughs> so that with flanking is going to be a 14 to hit. That is the minimum you needed. For five points of acid and bludgeoning damage. So close to dropping this guy, but he's still doing good. Still up. Boy, oh boy, does it look like it's about dead. Nikiti, onto you. <sighs> I just is going to do a full attack. One attack going to each creature. Oh, yeah, we drop some both get right here. I just is landing on both of these creatures. Get yeah. up what you get down. Uh, you, you've so. placed your pawn in a, a very advantageous position, Tyler. Let's see if the dice roll ah. will, will heed your bloodlust for your drone. Please, please, dice, see my strategy. So the first one, uh, the one between you and Kaz, let's roll it. Yes. And that's going to be an effective minus two. Yeah. So that, well, I rolled a 17, so that's going to do it. Uh, I just tears this thing apart, just wing ripped off its body and it its body like kind of coils and, and goes into a, a death spiral amongst the engine in the back here. Second attack, go ahead and take it against this other one. Yeah. Now that this uh, one Electrovore is a widow, 
we wouldn't want to leave it by itself for the rest of its life, so it might as well do it. Oh yeah, you're a monster. With this second attack. Oh, oh no! no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! I like how we don't announce natural ones. We just say, oh no! <laughs> Everyone knows what happens. Yeah, that's a natural one. Uh, crit, fail deck, Tyler, or the online generator. Right. Do I risk the JJJ or do I go with the Fizo It's the enemy you know versus the enemy you don't. Get the shuffled for you. One of the best purchases I've made from Paizo.com. Spice up your play, everybody. They're fun. Let's do the Paizo cards. You dumb dummy. All right, Idises. Survival knife. Claws coming at you. Kinetic damage. This doesn't affect Idis one bit. Yes. Yes. It's sharper than I thought. Um, But I'll read this because it is horrific. You are poisoned uh, as... Her blue winnis, which is memory uh, surface, pretty pretty nasty poison. You do not want to be affected with in the beginning of combat, and not great. Uh, the extreme cold is uh, frozen. It's uh, cold damage does not affect us, which means you got off scot free. I oh, made the right Baby. choice. <laughs> thank you to thank you to Paizo for giving me that card. Alrighty, but this it is still this creature's turn. It is, uh, actually, you guys can make a tax of opportunity because you've knocked it down low enough. It is just going to straight fly up and try and get out of here. Now, that is a win. It has an itis that are within striking distance. Entropic strike, baby. It's a, it's a 22 to hit. That's a hit, but it's still, it's still going. Ha <laughs> ha, that's an 18 to hit. Oh, boy. I just destroys the other one, too. Yeah! Oh, gosh. I wanted well that done. kill credit, but I talked first. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were doing them in initiative turn order. Uh, Win missed with a bear claw. Kaz hit, but it still it was like, I can see freedom in, in this hole at the top of the ceiling. Idis, two kills. Two confirmed electrobore kills. Yeah. And... We are out of combat. Nikithi immediately comes into the room and starts dissecting these electrovores to make those gauntlets for Cass. <laughs> Talara, Talara pets Idis and congratulates her since Nikithi is completely ignoring her. Yeah. Uh, uh, Idis literally like limps over to you because she has sustained heavy damage. Yeah, Wynn yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bumfuzzle walks over to Win and starts petting Win because Win <laughs> Win did a good good job. <laughs> no, he didn't. He did the opposite of that. <laughs> no, I, no, I believe in you. I believe in you, Win. Don't 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 be so hard on yourself. You you showed a good effort and just pet behind the ear, scratching behind the ear. Kaz, Kaz just walks up and stabs Win with a healing serum. <laughs> bat bat stab. <laughs> Two points of damage. Unbelievable. <laughs> right, just like it's or like healing. I was gonna kill you the whole time. Oh wait, that was a healing serum. I this is good for you. <laughs> good for you. So I assume we need to take a ten minute rest. Do we feel oh, safe doing oh, 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 yeah. here? Yeah. So uh, while so, while you guys are resting, I will use mending on Wynn's uh, sensor. Awesome. Okay. Good call. Uh, we're going to need 30 minutes. Um, Miles, uh, how, how you working on healing, buddy? How are you working on um, HP? I have four HP. <laughs> I am going to try to stick you with another healing serum. Stick mm. me up, baby. Stick him up. Seven. Seven. Much oh, better. That is nice. Yeah, just a little bit. A little know. more pep in my step. Three times better than the last one. Um, so who all was taking a uh, burning an RP to get back stamina now? Kaz was. Winnie the Blue. Uh, 
Yeah, Bumfizzle will do that as well. Um, uh, Talari, you want to burn one? Get that one no. HP back? That one S- HP? At one SP? SP? <laughs> no. Right. I will be using uh, Mending, though, so I'll be busy. Nikithi will, is going to request that we take a 30-minute break uh, because uh, he gets out a aerosol can that just says uh, pseudo-void flesh on it, and he just starts spraying Titus. <laughs> Somewhat void flesh. I, I can't believe it's not void flesh. I can't believe it's well, not actually, void flesh actually, aerosol is, can. Is there an engineering base somewhere on the ship that we can go to to fix Itis faster? There is not anything listed in the map as an engineering bay. The in uh, the, the the section marked four um, to the kind of northeast is marked technology laboratory, um, tech lab. So um, potentially they have something here. It seems like most of the stuff that might have been here in the engine room has been destroyed. But um, while we are resting, you guys thinking of what to do next. Let's uh, let's do the old XP roundup total uh, because this is a pretty hard encounter, believe it or not. It's I think the oh, I believe it. I mean, it, it's <laughs> as hard as uh, Olaraha. Um, this is a CR four encounter, um, which means you guys get twelve hundred XP total or three hundred each. And what does that bring our subtotal to? Uh, that's twenty four seventy five. Boy, yes. Oh boy, I like it. Um, right. So let's see. As you guys are arresting and doing some repairs here, you can tell that um, you're, you're gonna have to do something to this eastern door if you if you want to walk through it. It seems to be kind of off its hinges, as it were. It needs to be shifted back into frame. Looks like the bulkhead is kind of tilted at an angle against the floor. Sounds like a simple engineering check. Why don't we go check the door it's up to the north? Um, the door that you came through? Uh, I believe he's talking about this door uh, in the into corridor at the very yeah, top. Yeah, the door that 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 gore, Yeah, the door that goes from uh, mm. room two to room four. Right, right. Well, that's up to you. You can also um, try to repair this door if you want, bum fuzzle. Seems like something within your purview with engineering. Well, Nikithi, uh, while you're while you're working on that ro- that Robo drone, mm. I'm going to Good put point. this door back together. Good point. You've got plenty of time. Yeah, that'll <laughs> be a twenty nine on the check. Uh, DC eighteen. So you are able to mm-hmm. not only get it back on the right uh, track, but you know oil it up a little bit it's gonna open very easily yeah yeah perfect perfectly i'm i'm gonna get this ship back and running guys don't worry about it the cat um, uh, nikithi is taking so long that uh kaz goes over to the to bumfuzzle's door and breaks it again <laughs> and then i fix it one more time <laughs> and kaz can put it back on its hinges with just a, a simple strength check you know like fonzie uh, elbow it and, uh the southern door what was the southern door um as you're looking at bumfuzzle I think you get this check automatically. Um, it looks like the engine was recently brought online uh, within a few days, and it seemed like there was an explosion here. As you see, fairly recently cooled slag and burn marks all along that side of the engine room. It looks like it might have, uh, by the map you were given, open up into a hallway, but it is completely impassable now. This mm-hmm. section here to the south. So, so this this looks like a new development here. Yes, some new carbonization or something. Well, I mean, everything else is grown over. There's moss and plants, and this is uh, new slag, new metal, nice. and looks like kind of um, newly disturbed rock. Wasn't that a Shin song? Since this is 
since this is the engineering bay and what we were looking for was a rune drive um is there any are there any hints or uh evidence that some like you know large piece of literally you know like a mechanical drift drive has been yeah. moved or destroyed well while while you're looking around you know maybe uh uh given itis a little little walk so they can do their um diagnostics their dog do duties i guess oh that too uh, <laughs> you know expel some lubricant some uh no, some used nope. oil on the north side of the room that you see a pedestal uh, about four foot wide three feet tall aka a goblin's worst nightmare to climb and <laughs> up, and, <laughs> up and down That's the sides awesome. of it um are Islanti runes and on top you see a large hemisphere indentation with dozens of ports and, and wire hookups but it is empty now seems like it did indeed at one point hold something very important Take it. There's nothing else I can gain from it. Hack it. Nope, nope. It doesn't look like it's uh, um, hooked into the the main computer. What so, size uh, item would this might might this have been? Uh, I mean, it could could have been anywhere from uh, a foot across from the indentation to like five foot across. Hmm. So, uh, okay. It looks like they gave it a, a good deal of, of room here. So, it, but it'd be like at least like three or four bulk. It would have been very large. It would have. Okay. Um, required several people to probably move. Um, the, the pedestal alone seems to be strong enough to support something several hundred pounds. Okay, okay. I w- I'm just curious if like somebody could sneak out with it, or uh, if it'd be something they'd have to like put on a hover trike and carry away. Or a something. very, very, very strong person could sneak out with it. But <laughs> yeah, no. I, it, Maybe it was... like a big blue bear. Whoa. <laughs> I, I give I give Win a side eye. <laughs> Where uh, where's the drive, Win? Where's the drive? <laughs> oh, and then uh, before uh, before we get going any further, Nikithi might come up to or Nikithi will come up to Cass and say, "Would you like a long range weapon for any other flying creatures we may encounter for the rest of our time on this planet?" Oh, there there is a implied subtext to that question. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Hey hey, Cass. You want a long arm? <laughs> I I count on my Wink. my Wink. fists to do my talking for me. Ah. Oh my! Ah. But well, when your fist can reach into the sky and shoot something out of it, <laughs> oh my! That would be my favorite today. But for now, <laughs> oh my! <laughs> I I will accept what you are are giving me. But I would like you to tell me what you are giving me because I am bad at clues. <laughs> you will be taking a. Semi-automatic pistol. <laughs> Congratulations. You've won a semi-automatic pistol. <laughs> I thought you were giving me gauntlets. Come on. <laughs> Again, no. gauntlets aren't long range. They will not help you against a flight. I want to punch! <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So there were Islanti runes on this pedestal. Can someone, like, read those or, like, um, figure out what they mean? Or I speak it's Islanti. Yeah, it... it doesn't look like modern Aslanti. It looks like some kind of runic, ancient, uh, magical, perhaps. Yeah, I, th- I think like version. like runes aren't necessarily an alphabet. It's just like uh, they're like a symbolic language. And so, if anyone has a mysticism, oh, I, I just meant like yeah. I was wondering if we can recognize what they indicate. Uh, yeah. um, well, maybe our wait. resident. Oh no! Oh no! (laughs) Resident Mystic can maybe. Oh no, no, she can't. 
What do you guys roll? <laughs> uh, natural one from Talara. Oh, great. Hey, Kaz, what'd you get? A five. It's a five. Is it a natural one? It's a five. (laughs) I might have a plus four to mysticism, but I rolled a five. Tyler. Oh, Nikithi has a plus seven to mysticism, and he rolled a 16, so 23 altogether. Pretty good. Um, It is, uh, the runes look like, you know, various things that um, probably were um, magically powered at one point. It seems like they might have faded away because he, um, you know, you don't really see any of the, the hallmarks of, of magical power inscribed on in them now, but you think more than likely they were probably some kind of energy dampeners or channelers uh, for whatever this device was on top. Oh, guys, I think this just says wet floor, so be careful. Might be a wet floor. Could be a wet floor, guys. Could be. Could be one of those. Um, That's why they put those electric... Uh, monsters in here. <laughs> uh, yeah, everyone takes damage. You're all shocked. Um, so you, you guys are rested up. Um, that fight was basically nothing. The the two doors you've not gone through yet. There is one to the north leading to section four, and there's one to the east that you have repaired that goes to uh, section five, which just says on the map central corridor. Well, Keith, you would like to check out. Uh, would, go, would like to go through the central corridor and then into the uh, uh, room, the technological room, which is marked N4. Kaz feels uh, odd about going through the middle. He wants to go through the uh, the door to the north of the engine room back into N2 and then come through the mm. northern part. Oh, so one one way, one the other. What does Wynn, Bumfuzzle, and Talara say? Uh, Bumfuzzle's is just going to walk through the door he just repaired, and he looks like he looks at Kaz as though Kaz is an ungrateful person for the <laughs> hard work that Bumfuzzle has done. <laughs> yeah, he broke it and everything, too. Uh, Wynn is going to go through the door that Bumfuzzle fixed. Yeah, Talar is following the majority of the group, and Kaz is all alone. Yeah, Nikithi gets on the comms with Kaz and says, Kaz, we should open these doors simultaneously so we can take any people inside by surprise. So, Drew, are you indeed splitting the party? Are you moving to the other set of doors, or do you want to stick with people? Do it. Drew, do it. Since I'm the only one that came up here, it makes me immediately regret everything. But I've made this decision, and yes, I'm splitting the pronking party. Yes! So what you see in the southern corridor here, the central corridor, it's fairly short. It looks like on the map it goes a lot further um, you know, aft to, to forward, but it seems to have been completely destroyed to the east as a, a bulkhead has collapsed under tons of rocks. The untold many, many years of, of age uh, that this ship has been lying under this, this hill. To the south, though, you see another door, and it's marked on the, the map as uh, Perep's Chamber. The outside, you see a, a large symbol etched on the door, very ornate, and it looks to be like a crest of some sort. You see a flaming trident with some smaller um, runic symbols on it. Does anybody want to investigate that door, or you guys want to head north? Uh, I want to uh, investigate that door. Do yes, you have a door, culture door. check you want to roll me? Sure. It's a 13. Yeah, you're not sure exactly what this means. Uh, it is some sort of ancient heraldry. Uh, you don't know what it means. It's, it's very ornate. You have noticed that none of the other doors... Uh, you've you've passed so far have had anything like this. It it must mean this room is somewhat 
special. Bumfuzzle is going to radio over to uh, Kaz and say, All right, are you in position? I am ready for whatever might strike at us. All right. This room. All right. Good, 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 good. Uh, and then Kaz is going to count down. Or sorry, uh, Bumfuzzle is going to count down until one and then open the door. Okay. You guys can can move yourselves in first. I guess Kaz and Bumfuzzle, you're going to be on the doors. Yeah. Uh, boy, oh boy. This is indeed marked on the lab as uh, tech laboratory. As you open the room, it is pitch black inside, save for maybe a small flashing light here or there. Uh, a malodorous funk fills the air, uh, that of astringent chemicals, mold, and stale air. You see broken shelves and tables, you know, nearly destroyed, probably from the the crash. And as you're you're walking in, uh, stepping forward, you hear movement as someone rises up from the eastern corner, stumbling forward, knocking items off the table in a form of shambling movement. And then a second person rises up, a body from the other side of the table. Flesh barely clings to these human skeletons. Their green officer's uniforms seem to almost fall off their, their bodies. They lunge towards you all. Oh, you know it's time for initiative rolls. Oh, oh friends, we come in pe- Oh, no! Weldis, what are you doing here? Weldis, get out of here! Everybody, initiative. God, significantly better initiative, dude. Miles, Miles, I, buddy, reset your Miles, cash, man. Can I send you like a hug or some money or like cyanide <laughs> pill? Oh man, I don't know if Amazon will let me send cyanide pills. I'm trying. I'll look it up. I've been trying for like a month. It's just a natural one on initiative. Who needs to go first in combat? It's the fighters. It's useless. And the envoys. And everyone else that wants to live. Uh, that this is what these uh, these folks look like. Let me let me uh, show you this fine fine piezo art. These? Yeah. Oh, there's a dice. That's some pretty uh, pretty well conditioned hair. How come every <laughs> how come so every shiny. old ship in in Starfinder has zombies in it? Like, oh, it's it's, it's almost like if you die in a horrific <laughs> accidents you're you're more likely to come back undead not not saying these are definitely undead but they smell pretty bad where well, i gotta miss this is a check um so we are in initiative turn order i've got a i've got a massively fast moving zombie initiative here um first in the turn order these can shamble up to their feet kaz it is your turn there's one of these things about 10 feet across from you is there a check I can make to try to identify what these things are? Yeah, for these zombies, they are indeed. Can you see? Kind of, can Kaz see zombies? Uh, yeah, no, Kaz. It is it's full on dark here. You're you're seeing the outline of these forms, but uh, if if you move forward, you can get a you can get a whiff of what you're dealing with. <laughs> All right, I'll um, take a guarded step. Yeah, moving right next to this one. Um, four undead creatures, I believe, indeed, it's going to be mysticism. Here we go. Fifteen. Man, just... Um, Drew, you know these indeed to be. <laughs> Kaz uh, knows them to be uh, zombies, to be sure, but you recognize them as wearing Aslanti uh, kind of uniforms, and they seem to be ancient Aslanti, perhaps... Maybe some of the technomagic workings of the ship help preserve their bodies because they smell awful. 
but they they look pretty good. That hair is looking shiny. As <laughs> hair is looking really good. They it's are just like stepped out of our Pert Plus commercial. It's amazing. <laughs> they, they made uh, they made conditioner in this Techno Magic lab. Doctor Ruth uh, is over in the corner saying, "Try the body wash." <laughs> they, uh, a deep cut. Yep, they, they are indeed uh, mummified almost. Um, ah, so all I have to do is pull on their their wrappings and they'll all unravel. <laughs> do you, um, uh, with a 15, uh, I can tell you one bit of information about them. What do you want to know? Mm, do they have any special attacks? Um, nothing really special. It looks like they, they just make slambo attacks. Just try and beat people down to feast on them. I see. Do I have the action economy to attack one of these things doing that roll? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a free action. So. <laughs> Entropic strike. That is a oh. 24 to hit. Uh, a hit. <laughs> uh, that's six damage. <laughs> Max damage, too. Okay. Not messing around with this one to the north side of the room. Like, kind of uh, might be only you fighting this thing because you're on the up- other side of the table on the north side. But you notice your bludgeoning punches don't seem to be doing much of anything to this zombie. Uh, Bumfuzzle, you are next. I see, uh, I see... Uh, Kaz uh, fighting almost blindly at this at this uh, <laughs> Zambi mummy looking thing. Oh, oh yeah, no, good point. I need you to make a 50-50 miss. Oh no! <laughs> ah, <Jabert>! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm the best GM. I don't forget anything. <laughs> uh, roll me a D100, Drew. What's before I roll this? What's <laughs> what's hit and what's miss? Oh, always high is good for you. Low is bad. Seventy-seven. The nice. record is the record is clean, and uh, <laughs> Jabert uh, gets two cool points. <laughs> well, I was just gonna say. Uh, so I see how dark it is, and so I, I load up that same little like launcher gun that I shot the chaff out of uh, with a with a flare, and I just like point it right at the guy, and I shoot a flare right into the Zambies. Uh, chest cavity and it's good yeah, that'll do it that goes right through the uprights um, <laughs> it's lodged in the chest of this beast right. uh, and, so I, and I say Kaz that's right there and then I uh, then I'm gonna I'm gonna move forward and uh, attack it with my survival knife oh it's I'm gonna sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, you are moving on top of looks like a pretty sturdy table there. Oh no, a table! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how high is the table? I'm so sorry, Jabert. It is about three feet tall. <laughs> oh, good. Then I, sl- I I crouch over slightly and I walk yeah. underneath it. Yes. <laughs> no. A solid table. It is full of cabinets and things. It is impassable. That's not what tables are, Patrick. (laughs) (laughs) I've been to your house. I've seen your table. (laughs) You see the center island in my kitchen, too. You can't walk under that. I know. You you didn't say it was an island. You said it was a table. Okay, anyway. It's it's not really an island. Okay. All right. Well, fine. All right. All right. All right. Do you want to make a very simple climb check to get upon a table? No, I'm going to shoot at it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's so easy to climb. You just can't jump straight up. (laughs) Okay. Well, then I'll climb it. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see the climb check. Yeah. All right. I can climb up on top of it. 18 will do. Okay. (laughs) That was a. (laughs) 
company for all the athletics check listeners. 18 on the dice. Again. It's just like Only it's just like, like at first level, these things can go very differently. It's like it's like how in Pathfinder rivers are the most dangerous thing in the game. Like, we saw we saw in the Olara fight. <laughs> Don't laugh about that. Okay, you're up on okay. the table. You're up yeah. on the island. This yeah. Your so, workstation. I climb up onto the island and I walk over and I uh and uh, you know what? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna stand back and I'm gonna shoot with my azimuth laser pistol. Okay. Directly okay. at the the brightly lit target that I have uh, painted on this thing. Oh man, a two, toot, no. natural toot. toot. That will not do it. But Patrick, mm-hmm. well, a seven against flat-footed EAC attack. Oh, it will not. Ah, shucks. Okay. It's so, it, it, I'm not going to lie, it's extremely close. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It's just I rolled real, real bad. <laughs> I should mention uh, now that uh, you can see over the table, you can see that Kaz barely did any damage to this thing. You saw maybe a, a brief flash in the darkness as his entropic strike lit into it, but this creature is still coming and looks almost unmarred. I just sort of call out and say, Kaz, hit, hit it harder. Hit it harder than that. Yeah, harder. Harder than max damage, please. Yeah, do it better than that. I'm sorry, Bumfuzzle. I am going to need at least three episodes to charge up. <laughs> Come here. Um, Nikithi, you are next. All right, so Nikithi is going to spend his move action to operate, to help Itis out and move she's going to move into the room but then towards the back of the room mm-hmm. uh, and there's a space that seems to have a chair in it i'm assuming she can occupy that space uh yeah the the back there oh. is just kind of destroyed uh cabinets and, and things like that but you can kind of walk on top she's gonna do that scene from jurassic park where she nestles into a cabinet to hide from velociraptors but while she's doing it she's gonna shoot a gun at the at the uh, zombie that is kind of down in the corner of the room. Gotcha. She's kind of shooting right down this little alley. And let's see what that's going to do. That was a four on the dice. Oh, my lord. Well, that's a miss <laughs> since it was a seven, and we've already established that seven is not enough. <sighs> let's uh, let's let's move on unless you got a movement you want to do. Uh, I do have a standard. I'm going – so Nikithi uh, kind of brings a hand up, and he just – balls he creates this little sphere of slime in his hand and then he throws it on the ground in front of the zombie and uh he creates a a a area of difficult terrain okay um that's it it doesn't make a slip and slide uh, no it's not like grease if it was like grease that would be fantastic no it's just difficult terrain okay well uh this thing actually one puzzle might make a uh, you can get an attack of opportunity if you've got your dagger out because this one is going to move through that difficult terrain and move right in front of Nikithi. Oh, come on, Patrick. Oh. I close the door. What? <laughs> he closes the door. Oh, just like that scene in Jurassic Park, it doesn't want to close the raptor's door. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, you, you should have brought the reference out. Uh, 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 yeah, but it, it, it's uh, shambles forward. It doesn't seem like it has the uh, ability to attack you or it's just moving so slow. It doesn't get a chance. Uh, it's standing right there uh, on the other side of the door. And this one up here to the north is going to attack Kaz. going to come at you, try and bludgeon you, Kaz. Bludgeon death. Ooh, boy. I have rolled fairly well here. Um, that is a hit, a 13 on the dice. 
And let me roll some damage. Oh my goodness, almost max damage. Uh, that is 11 points of damage. Cass, bludgeoning to your chest. Cass has gained one entropy point. Uh, Talara, we're on to you. You can see this thing through the doorway. Nikithi's kind of blocking your 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 shot. What would you like to do? Yeah, Talara, uh, prior to this zombie moving in front, um, has been kind of peeking around Nikithi and Bumfuzzle and kind of seeing inside the room and noticing that Kaz is having some difficulty. He did pretty well considering he's blind, but... Uh, she's going to cast Dancing Lights and give him a little help. Um, okay. So he's now got a flashlight in front of him um, to light his way in the darkness. And awesome. I think that's about all I'm going to do. I'm going to pull up my my uh, pistol. You're going to guess the zombies don't have to worry about the darkness. Um, you know from, from your role that uh, they indeed have dark vision of some sort. Uh, okay, that means we are on to win at the bottom of the turn order. Not a whole lot of options as far as the big bear is concerned. Mm. It's, a, it's a tight corridor. Yep. Can, I, can I see the zombie in the doorway? Uh, yes. Yeah, it has a, a little bit of cover um, in the doorway, but uh, you, you can see it from where you're standing on the western side of the central corridor, or you can move uh, if you want to get in melee range to the eastern side behind the Keithy. Um, but yeah, either way, both of you guys will, will have a little bit of cover from one another. From All right, so I can I can do melee from from right here. Uh, yes. All right, so he moves down the hallway a little bit, kind of right beside Nikithi, and he's going to try to attack with his junk sensor. Okay. You, I rolled a one, I swear. You've tapped all your bad luck out. It's time to tap in that good luck. Good, good. Ooh, it almost wanted to be that. Oh, 11. 11 is going to be a miss against KAC. Um, and that is that's turn one. Kaz, top turn two. So I'm looking at the map and seeing that we're right over potentially some kind of chasm. Nope. No, nope, the, that's, uh, a, that's not a chasm. Sheer rock. Like the other corridors, it is just completely collapsed. The the bulkhead destroyed and rocks and, and dirt have filled in there. I guess I'm going to have to just do two entropic strikes. Oh boy. Strike the first. Uh, that is a it's, 17 to hit. Oh, it's a hit. For five damage. Okay, basically nothing. 17 to hit. Okay, both potential hits. Roll me uh, D100s for both of these. Uh, do I not get... No, he has dancing I, light. I have dancing oh, light no. so I can see. My darkness spell has foiled. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but now that you can see uh, your, your punches, it looks like they are doing nothing to this creature. Next to nothing. Um, Bumfuzzle, on to you. All right, I'm going to... Let's see, does Nikithi have a weapon out? Uh, not a melee weapon. <laughs> not a melee weapon. Hmm. All right. All right. Uh, okay. Bumfuzzle is going to reach into a pouch and pull out a piece of plastic and then snap it between his fingers and punch it right into the open rib cage of this undead monster uh, just to sort of light it up a little bit. Give it give it a little more lighting, just like I did with the, the flare on the other guy. It was a dud! Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Once again, a, a, a failed, second failed engineering check. <laughs> of, the, of the campaign, yeah. In this many episodes, that's probably okay. Yeah. Good. Getting the natural one out here, though, which means 
Mug's got to turn on the attack roll at least. Yeah. So I'm going to uh, so I'm going to then uh, take a slash right across right across the hand. Going to go for a tendon. Hopefully I can keep it from attacking up my friend Nikithi. Uh, only an eleven on the attack versus KAC. Uh, with no bonuses, that is a miss. Ah, yeah, sorry. Sorry. Um, that is, that is your full turn bringing us to Nikithi. Oh, Nikithi has a zombie in front of him. Yeah. He's going to spend his turn getting away. Uh, man. Yeah, he's just going to back up into the engineering room. He's going to go back into the engineering room. Um, okay. Uh... Let me double check here. Mm-hmm. It does not make an attack of opportunity. All right. And then. So slow. It, it reaches out and you're like already down the hole. <laughs> awesome. And uh, then Idis is going to make. Uh, let's do. Uh, let's just do one shot. There's no get him. One flank shot that will hopefully find its mark. Oh my goodness. Oh, there's the bad that's, luck going around. That's two fours in a row, friends. Yeah, but two sevens to attack. If you get a third, I think you do a special attack. Three sevens. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll hold you to it. Miss. Uh, palpable miss there. We've got a zombie old Akaz's self. And I think this one is actually just going to stagger out into the hallway between a, a Talara and a Win. And I believe when you can make attack of opportunity. Oh, yeah. Going to move all the way to the, the southern door symbol on it. It's a 12. Uh, 12 against KAC is, I believe, a miss. Oh, well. We need, we need better than a 9, it looks like. And this one on top of Cads is going to attack again. 14 on the dice is a hit. Roll the d6. Max damage this time, 12 points of damage. Uh, Patrick. Yeah. Sirenscape has a undead rasp noise. Should we... Check it out. I would love to. Here it is. That's exactly what they sound. Yeah, Sirens, right. right, guys. The best. That's gonna be. That's gonna be their attack noise for the rest of this encounter. All right. So Cass is out of SP. <laughs> Good times. That is. That's both their turns. It seems like they're only moving or attacking, which brings us to Talara. Talara is going to take a guarded step back and then run into the hall. <laughs> okay. Well. Okay, you, you just leaving? Are you piecing out? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go and uh, see Kaz. Uh, okay, so you're you're you can take a, a full withdrawal action and you know uh, move a little further if that's all you're doing this turn. But oh, can I? How far uh, can I go? I think withdrawal you can. It's like two move actions worth of movement. Withdrawal as a full action is uh, double your speed. So uh, I'm guessing sixty feet. Oh. Yeah, sweet. Okay. That's, that's all you can do. Well, yeah, I'll go right outside the door next to Kaz. Alrighty. And when we're back to you. Now you're you're alone with the zombie. Aren't you happy, Miles? I am. And you're kind of uh, in the corner because you're stuck up against this back wall. Mm-hmm. Well, I am going to try to bonk it. Yeah, bonk away. Single attack. That's a 18. Uh, that's a hit. Nice for five points of damage. You're in the full brightness of this hallway and it also seemingly unfazed by the blow. Not really doing much. Uh, That is the end of turn two, which brings us back to the top of the turn order. Kaz, 
Cass, punching away at this guy. Cass has put a number of hits into this thing. It doesn't seem to be doing much, and he seems to be taking more damage than he wants to for a dumb zombie. Now that he's got some dancing lights that illuminate the room a little bit better, is there anything he can see that, that might provide uh, any guidance as far as why these zombies don't seem to be taking any damage? Let's see. Um, I mean, if you want to roll another mysticism check or somebody else, I can give you more information about these fun guys. Uh, I was going to wait till Nikithi's turn because I was going to ask the same question. What's causing the, the absorption of damage? Yeah, roll it. See if you, if you guys can figure it out between you. Okay. That's a natural one. Can I one. try? Yeah, no, anyone that's seen these guys, I think you've all seen them at this point. Well, uh, Nikithi got a 23. Oh, good. So uh, you can actually find out a couple things. You do know uh, no no special attacks. Uh, I've basically given away the ghosts that they are staggered. They are fully staggered zombies, so only a mover, standard action, and a round. <laughs> I, I imagine you want to know, besides undead immunities, they have DR5 against uh, everything except magic. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Uh, Nikiki well- Nikithi will relay that hit and run tactics are going to be the best here to try to hit the zombie and then move away, force them to move, and, and they will not be able to attack. Yeah, but who has magic attacks that can do anything to them? Not me. Wouldn't the tiny demon? No, that's kinetic. He bites. What about your uh, uh, water elemental? Same. It's a slam. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's an elemental. It'd have to be something like magic missile or caustic conversion, something like that. And I have nothing like that. Oh yeah, it's not great. Um, Cats, it is your turn. Uh, you've you've landed one punch. Now you can see this thing that seems to have you know maybe broken a single bone, <laughs> but uh, it's still coming at you. What do you want to do? Uh, I'm gonna make a single entropic strike. Go for it. It's a 16 to hit. It is a hit. As you switch up and you're you're punching these things and doing the uh, acid entropic strikes, it seems to be a little more effective and. Uh, yeah, you're, you're blasting <laughs> bits and pieces off this zombie. Uh, so I'm going to move. Okay, yes. Moving away from this thing towards the end of the table. Uh, wow, good. 13 feet and bumfuzzle, you're next. So I think there's been a little bit of damage put on the fellow up to the north. So I am going to coordinate with Kaz's punch and uh, pull down a little visor in front of my eyes to sort of pinpoint exactly where he punched and I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to shoot my laser pistol directly where his middle knuckle was we're gonna see if I can figure out where that is uh that is a that's only a 19 on the engineering check so that's not gonna do it you just don't know what these things are so it's not it's not even worth rolling the dice work on the on the attack and so you can um, roll a crit right I suppose yeah wait no all right hey Immune to crits? Yeah, no, it's Probably. nothing. Are undead immune to crits? I feel like I think uh, I think I think they are immune to crits. Yeah. Re- Rebecca, Drew's first attack only worked because he rolled max damage, which is a six, so he did two points of damage. Oh, okay, so they just have like yeah, he, he did or he did one point of they damage. have d they have dr five. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, undead are immune to just about everything, but crits work. Oh, okay. Okay. Bleed, death effects, mind affecting disease, paralysis, poison, stunning, ability damage, energy damage. Oh boy, so much. Non-lethal is uh, what they're mainly immune to, but crits will do it, so. But they're not immune to acid? (sighs) Oh boy. 15 won't do it. Yeah, no, they, um, 
immune to everything except magic. So unless you guys have some fusions working on your weapons, nothing is gonna go. Um, Nikithi, you are next. Hmm. All right, Idis is going to. Can Idis shoot over the center table? I think I might require her climbing up as well or moving. Uh, okay. I just will move past Kaz and just try to take a... Um, I, I mean, I, from where you are on the opposite side of the room, you can. They will be... They will have, like, uh, uh, full cover. Yeah, no, that's fine. <clears throat> I, would, I would suggest moving. Yeah, I just will move so that uh, she moves basically from one, one side of the room to the other. So she has a clear shot and... Her knowing what we know, you know, Keithy's looking at the specs for the burn weapon. The burn weapon could possibly get past this thing's innate ability to absorb damage. Mm-hmm. So he's just going to have her keep shooting. Hope for something better. Oh my goodness. Why? <laughs> Why? Natural Why? one. Is this your second natural one? Oh. Uh, the second natural That's one. Four either. natural one attacks this, this game. Cursed episode the the lost episode because drew's gonna delete the file when we're done recording <laughs> um I, I think you took the online crittermander deck both no no you, you use the the starfinder deck do you want to use the, yeah. the website now or do you want to take another card we'll use the website oh we're switching up as well yeah might as well go back and forth i want to show equal love to the people who are going to kill us with fails <laughs> So I I read I read the wrong one because you're making a ranged attack, correct? This is a ranged attack. (laughs) I read the I read the melee, which was submitted by JJJ. But um, our ranged attack is submitted by Specs AK. Thank you, Specs. Thanks, Specs, for listening, for being a fan. It's called What the What? As you fire your weapon, for some reason, instead of emitting an energy blast just makes the sound of an old slug throwing rifle. Did you forget to update the firmware? There is no um, no negative basically. This is like another gimme. Yes! Oh boy. How did this How did this pass our, our stringent uh, quality <laughs> assurance process? I, yeah. I should have made at least a negative two or something. Uh, but wow, Idis looking out twice. Woo! These crit fails. Um, let's go ahead and keep well, going. Can Nikithi down. do something? Sorry. Yeah, he got a movement still, right? Uh, I have a standard. It t- it's a move action to help Idis, and then my- I have a standard. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, so my standard, I'm going to try and give Wynn some uh, parrying fire. Ooh. It's really the best I can try and do. Uh, Wynn's got the the beef to try and actually put damage on these guys. So the I want to try and give him the best chance he possibly can. So AC 15. Uh, no modifiers here. Come on, Nikithi. Yeah. Yeah, I rolled a 19. So you get a plus two to this next attack against this zombie. Miles? Well, everyone gets uh, plus two, right? Or is it is well, it just the next attack? I think it's just the next attack, if oh. I'm remembering correctly. Oh, cool. Well, so I got plus two to my next attack? That'll probably be win. Um, okay, but win, this this one is up in front of you and is going to try and slam into you first. He shouldn't. Oh, I don't think they do. <laughs> What's your uh, KAC? 13. You upgraded to some heavy armor, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that will that will stop this thing's attack. It just bounces off your your mishmash of his lanty and and homegrown armor. 
boy, oh boy. That Natural there's two. not a lot of ways for me to miss, but that'll do it. Uh, this one um, to the north is going to move to the west and get uh, right next to Idist and Talara, standing in the doorway to the north. That is their turn, and Talara, it's your turn. Yeah, can I use detect magic to see if there's anything on the zombie or in the room that is protecting them or something? Um, you can. That's a standard action if you if you want to use that. Yeah, I have literally nothing I can do. You can shoot what? it with your azimuth laser pistol that deals... Not while it's standing right next to me. I guess I could use my survival knife and it will do nothing. So, I mean... So, remember, these things can either... These things are staggered. So they can either attack or move. So mm. you could back up and shoot it and it wouldn't affect you. But yeah. you but yeah, you yeah. I, I, I don't think they I don't think they get any uh, reaction attacks either. That's a good point. They are staggered. I mean, I could summon, but it bites and I could baleful polymorph, but it's already staggered. It's not going to help. Like I have nothing that I can do. Um, Does baleful polymorph uh, like maybe remove some of the resistances it has by any chance? No, all it does is uh, it takes a negative one penalty to a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, at this level, it's it's fairly, fairly uh, weak. I mean, I would just detect magic and move away if that's what you want to do. Yeah, what, what, do, what do you want to do? Yeah, I think I'll I'll detect magic in the room. It's a 60-foot cone, um, and then back up by five uh, feet. Tons of extremely faint, uh, perhaps techno-magic traces you know, like little wisps here and there of all this destroyed equipment. Um, a very large necromancy magic coming off of uh, these two creatures, but nothing else besides that. Um, when we are on to you, this one is looking over its shoulder at a uh, a char and shooting in its direction. What do you all want? right. Uh, so I'm going to try to kabonk it with my junk sensor. Mm-hmm. Please roll out right here. That's a 19 and 22 to hit uh, for six Ooh, points of damage. Yep. Put some damage on the board there for this and one. I'm going to take a step back. Wise decision. Next turn, Kaz. Back to you, Drew. Kaz is going to uh, attack this one that is menacing him and Idis with an entropic strike. Ooh. That is a 15 to hit. Uh, it's a hit. Four damage. That's minimal. Uh, and he is going to take a guarded step. Aye, aye, aye. Bumfuzzle. I'm gonna do something clever with an engineering check, and then we'll we'll be the judges of that. <laughs> yep, not very clever. So oh don't even worry about this. Three on the dice. It, it's it's unbelievable. It's like you have. Is this Bumfuzzle's one weakness? Is undead? Ah, uh, maybe. I oh think no. So. so okay. Yeah. So I didn't. I didn't natural fail. So don't worry about it. Oh, <laughs> you just rolling straight. D20. Yeah, I, I just I just rolled a d twenty just to make sure I didn't like crit one. <laughs> just because like, like it was like there's there's very little I can do typically. Uh, you can roll twenty as well. But yeah. uh, Nikithi, you are next. Oh, Nikithi's checking the party inventory to see if there are any weapons that could help, and sees none. So uh, Idis is going to pretty much mirror what Cass has done. Except, except she's going to move and then shoot. The the fire weapon she has is better. Oh man, that's not gonna. Oh. Once again, they oh. can't uh, they can't make reaction attacks. So oh, you're right. So she can shoot and move. Thank you. Yeah. So blast it up close. Yep, shooting with the fire gun. Gonna roll a seventeen. Oh, what's that damage? What? No. Minimum damage. All right. And oh. then Idis is going to... Oh, man. Back up behind Kaz. Support. 
the, the podcast and, and Nikiti's gonna do uh, the same thing which is try to provide herring fire for win okay you are whittling these down it's still up and coming at you this one's looking pretty hurt though uh, yep, the zombie's gonna move in on Kaz to the north, and this one to the south, I think, is actually gonna move to Nikithi. <laughs> oh, that's. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see that coming, did you? Oh, please leave. No, I'm okay. okay. <laughs> uh, that is their turn, though. They have to move. I guess, Miles, you get an attack of opportunity. Yes, I do. Because you're, you're still within 10 feet. Right. Okay. Uh, no! Sensor! Oh, what? Destroyed. God. It's a natural one. Oh. Um, so it's it's destroyed once again. Talar did not fix it correctly the first time. Six points of damage to you, and do you want the card or the website? Card. <sighs> okay. Kinetic or energy. You picked okay, there's there's bad uh oh boy, there's a bad extreme blow, but for kinetic. You take half weapon damage and move one step down the strength poison check oh, uh, God. until healed, which I believe uh, I believe is the weekend. I will double check that. It's not great. Maybe, maybe what? Okay, can we? Okay, wild idea. What if we were to kite them outside the ship? And then run in the ship and just lock them outside. I mean, that that's fine. Like we're we could potentially be doing damage because they can only move or attack. So as long as we attack and move, attack and move, attack and move, they're not. It's like, just gonna it's going to take forever because I none of it. us do none of us do enough damage. Like the most we can do. I mean, it is literally like I. You're totally right. We could absolutely do that, and I would. I guarantee we'll win. It's just going to take an hour. I, I understand that, but I don't trust that Patrick will let us lock a door. You have seen no doors that lock since you've come in here, except actually there's a small panel by this room to the south, the one with the, the heraldry, the, the, the symbol marked on it. Room six. Let's but check out that room. Besides that, you have seen no other lockable doors. When you are indeed, uh, you have the uh, weakened condition, minus two strength back. Uh, strength-based ability checks, attack rolls, damage rolls, skill checks until uh, you get healed. Oh, wow. Yes. Um, let's see here. Whew. That That is their turn. Talara, we're on to you. It is bad news bears aboard the Royal Venture. Yeah, uh, there's... Can I see the zombie from where I am? You can. It has a bit of cover from from out in the hallway. Okay, if I moved like forward though, it would no longer be undercover. Uh, correct. What do you want to do? I'll use my laser pistol. Not gonna do it. Three's a miss. And uh, win. Back to you. This thing has seemingly laid off. And I've already tried to get in that door, haven't I? Uh, you you've not tried to open the the southern door yet. Yeah. You guys went straight. Through. All right. I'm gonna try to open it. Uh, yeah, so you can, and uh, do you want to move in? Do you want to just, because uh, you still have a like a standard action if you want. Yeah, I, I kind of want to like take a look around and see if I can find anything to maybe lock these guys in or mm-hmm. um, perception. Uh, do make a perception check for me. There's a bunch going, on. bunch of stuff going on here. Seven. <laughs> Let's see, not not a ton that you notice in the the den of battle. As you walk inside, it's a very large, spacious chamber. Uh, it seems to be perhaps a luxury apartment for a single person. You see a large 
finely made bed, a smooth metallic desk, everything very neatly arranged. Alongside the bed, there's a few things, one of which piques your interest immediately. It is a trident standing straight up on its haft, glowing faintly with white flames made of magic. It looks like it is balancing kind of perfectly, (laughs) just straight up. Yoink! You want to move over and grab that? Uh, I do indeed. (laughs) Excellent. Uh, On the other side of the bed, uh, you also see a, a very large metallic construct of some sort folded into a uh, a little ball and as you enter walk forward and grab the trident it stands up and and reveals tread tracks underneath it four large robotic metal arms and across its near featureless metallic face uh, there's a large fake handlebar mustache and in atlante it says to you i told you you were not allowed initiate punishment protocols to be continued. Oh my. What? Dude. What? <laughs> I picked the absolute worst time to go to the bathroom. What happened? <laughs> oh no. Yeah, you did. We're in You can listen more, to it. <laughs> we're in more and more we've dug a deeper hole. Well, you, you kind of like six in one hand, half those in the other, but yeah, no, you guys are in trouble. <laughs> no, we're in deep yeah. trouble. No, let's just kite the guys. It might take two hours, but we can kill them without taking damage. No, let's go to the room with the killer robot. That's fine. Patrick literally said we had no other doors to lock. The only place we could possibly do it is the door below because we haven't checked it. So that's what I did. If you guys want to to lock yourself away from from Zambies, it's in the room with a giant killer robot. Well, not giant. It's, you know, like seven feet tall. But uh, uh, (laughs) we're not playing a three-hour combat tonight. Uh, we'll save it for next week. This is what this uh, robotic beast looks like. Ooh, that looks um, really cool. It's yeah. a pretty dangerous one, but plus for next week, Miles has pretty powerful magic weapon. Yeah, too bad. If only he could okay. use it. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, anyone can use can use uh, a weapon, but uh, it'll still require hitting these these zombies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So maybe maybe it'll be a, a group effort. Um, you guys have an entire week to strategies, to strategies um, on what to do because uh, there are now three combatants, mostly full strength. And I imagine you guys are a little worse for wear. Yep. I have heard that the Royal Venture has uh, nearly TPK'd some parties. And I think this might be what they're talking about this section. Uh, We have upgraded certainly from level one fights to level two fights yeah this is uh there's just so the map is just chaos the whole scene is chaos yep yes 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 splitting the party sometimes does that um but uh we shall see i think you guys i think you guys might be able to pull something out like i said a whole week Mm -hmm. before we play next we don't often leave mid combat on this podcast, but I think uh, you guys deserve a little bit of time <laughs> after the electrovore fight. Let's uh, let's wrap this up. And uh, well, I hate to leave our, our dear critter managers, our listeners in suspense, but I think they will appreciate it when you come back with that winning plan next time. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, a lot of pressure. Thank you guys for, for playing with me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, you, Patrick, as always. Good Good night, everybody. Have a great night. 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 Thanks for listening. Crit bit commencing in three, two, one. Crit bit initiated.
Hey everyone, welcome back. The episode isn't over yet. It's time for another crit bit, and this time it's just uh, little old me, your GM, welcoming in some special guests on the podcast this week. And it's, it's well, one, uh, a couple that are way overdue. I've got two of the rogues from the podcast, Rogue Exposure here. Uh, welcome, Carl and Justin. Hello, Hi, thanks for having everybody. us. Justin GM over there and Carl, who plays Carl. <laughs> oh, you have no idea how much that drives me. Com- uh, it is computer assisted referential logistics. Uh, Andrew, I mean, no, you no, better be no, no, no. You better no. be happy, uh, Justin, because Carl is, I'm sure, everyone's favorite character, including my own. Oh, it's either you love him or you hate him. We look at our iTunes reviews. <laughs> Why not oh, both? What was it? Someone said. Um, Carl makes Sheldon Cooper from The Big Bang Theory look human, personable, and reasonable. <laughs> I, I would say Rogue Exposure is our sister podcast, but more like uh, you're like brothers to us, or we're Aww. your sister, or something along those lines. Uh, but also playing Dead Sons and, and doing a lot of other cool stuff. We, um, uh, I, I guess, tell folks out there a little bit about rogue exposure if they're not yet a rogue uh, fan of the podcast yeah so we uh started dead sons right when it came out and we um are i think that about that makes you og starfinders i think so i think it does <laughs> and um we also are writing uh some adventure paths uh mm-hmm. that we're gonna uh get into hopefully that's, um, that's what we're talking about here today, mainly, which I'm very excited. I, I was trying to say, I hope we, I hope we can release them soon because we keep pushing back our release date. <laughs> My tongue just decided to not work, which is a very common thing. Well, by the time people hear this, it should be right around the corner. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Hey, Pat. Um, now, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, last year, you guys put out uh, a light of our own. Um, so like a little one-off adventure. Uh, and and publish it through um, was it drive through RPG? No, no that we, one was just on our no. website. Uh, we actually oh, okay. wrote that we were doing a um, uh, we were kind of demoing Starfinder at a game shop uh, in right. Austin, and uh, so we wrote up a little uh, adventure there. That way, if people were interested, because at the time Dead Sons was the only thing out, uh, that way they could get Dead Sons and not have anything spoiled for them, but still have an intro into Starfinder. Yes, and um, yeah, it looks very well. Uh, professionally done and it's under resources on your website then if, if people want to take a look at that right now um, you guys are, are you enjoying Dead Sons as, uh, as much as we enjoyed it here I want my Solarian abilities to work more often and not the, to be looked at as a god special uh, abilities you mean yeah yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. also being able to like never mind that we're going off into the weeds at this point. No, (laughs) it's, it's been a blast. I mean, we've been playing games like this together since like Aaron and I met. I don't even know how long ago Mm -hmm. I played dungeons and dragons 3.0 with Justin and a few of his friends when he was really little (laughs) and I was quasi babysitting him. Yeah, yeah. Uncle Carl, right? Uncle Carl. Yeah, and his mom mom was definitely babysitting me. (laughs) Little little did he know that, like, I ended up having her good little eight-year-old and all of his little friends uh, 
serving a a, a Balor demon. <laughs> yes, it's good. <laughs> just just ruining minds with uh, satanic worship <laughs> through Dungeons and Dragons. Hey, I remember man, when I found I, that first pamphlet. Oh, you know what's pretty hilarious is uh, Pathfinder probably got a, a great sales boost by people selling it as oh it's not dungeons and dragons no 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 it's called pathfinder <laughs> there's no satanic worship here yeah there's very little if not uh entirely more dark and depraved stuff it's like the grim dark D for the yeah. most part um no, but we're loving dead sons i can't actually mm-hmm. wait to to get um to book six we're about to as we're recording this we're about to finish book four uh, yeah, probably when people hear this, yeah, <laughs> you'll be, I'm uh, really, really looking forward to the end of book four. <laughs> well, with with our recording schedule, we might still be right where we are <laughs> whenever <laughs> that comes out. Um, yeah, so that's one thing I wanted to talk about. You guys started um, IRL table like in in a room, and now are like kind of spread out like uh, uh, me and my players are on on Cosmic Grid here and and playing online, right? Yes, we started out in an echo chamber. Uh, it was a <laughs> wooden floor that opened up into a kitchen with a giant glass window and a glass door on the other side. Uh, and yeah, I so, think, I think I remember you live streaming from your your gaming table at one point. <laughs> the, yeah, it was the drunk guest. It was a. Uh, oh, we don't talk about that. Um, <laughs> it was it, the best. We, it was we, a, we made an agreement, Patrick. That was never to be drug up again. <laughs> I made comments about space that I regret. <laughs> but we Some learned a lot about uh, about audio engineering in those early days. I hate going oh. back and listening to like our first 10 episodes because that's oh, when we were at the table together. And I mean, any podcast you listen to is going to have, yeah, oh. there, there'll be a little bit of a difference. So don't you worry about that. I mean, uh, even going back to... Um, some of my favorite podcasts, even if they're only like two or three years old, those first episodes, you can tell, you know, they're in someone's apartment or they're yep. at the dining room table and someone's uh, clinking around un- underneath, uh, uh, kicking their legs under the table or something. Um, yeah. So uh, we, you mentioned a little bit, but uh, y- you understand some people didn't want to be spoiled on Dead Sons. Uh, with uh, the podcasts that are out there doing them. And is that, was that the main motivator for you guys writing your own adventures? Um, I mean, I, I remember we kind of wanted to try and engage the tabletop community more locally at first and mm-hmm. also start like writing our own stuff. So like I got started playing tabletop games when I was 15 years old. All the DMs that I had were my older brother's um, Mm. friends and my older brother. And I kind of learned how to write adventures and run games from them. And I credit them with kind of teaching me how to create the skeletal structure of a story that you can share and tell with your friends. Right, right. And so Aaron and I and the really close friend that introduced us together would talk about for a long time actually writing things and maybe one day publishing them. And then my mentor mentor, my brother's friend, he would always talk about writing his continent up very um, Faerun esque, and but that never, nothing ever really came out of it. And then we had this platform that was Rogue Exposure, and mm-hmm. this new system. And I'm a really huge sci-fi junkie, and so Aaron, Justin, and I, we sat down and we worked on the light of our own. Aaron came up with the kind of the bones and of the story and everything like that, and um, we we polished it out, edited it up, and then 
put it into a nice looking document and we went and ran it. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, yeah. It's, it's a, uh, it, I, I gotta say, I really do uh, appreciate the, the physical look of the, the, the PDF, the book. I haven't printed it out yet, but I mentioned it prints out pretty well. Uh, also. So what happened in that one was kind of the inspiration for easy money, which mm-hmm. was, I was, I, I, my favorite levels to DM, GM, you know, whatever you want to call it, are around mid-level. And yeah. we, we weren't there yet with Dead Suns, so I didn't know much about what the you know, flow the game. of Starfinder yeah, is like. Yeah. Right. What's it like? And so I was like, I'm going to write something in that, but I also really love this concept of starship combat. But mm-hmm. it, it as far as I've been able to see in the adventure paths, it's you're in space. There might be, what was it in at the beginning of book? It's book, book four. What fight? Uh, what, when, uh, when you get go against the um, uh, Aslantes. That's the, the very beginning of four. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so there's like some lightning clouds you can en- possibly end up in, like some minor hazards. Mm-hmm. I really, really wanted to amp up the the variety, the nuance that you could bring to Starship Combat and really try mm-hmm. and change it around. And so that was kind of the impetus. But then I went off on a tangent, as I always do, <laughs> and created an adventure path that not only had lots of Starship Combat in it, but also... It's actually three adventures in one because depending on what happens at each encounter, you can end up going to one of three different other encounters and there are three mission objectives. So there's the possibility that you could end up going down an encounter trail that takes you off path to the point where you end the adventure and you don't succeed at completing your mission. Now, are these branching paths somewhat uh, morality-based? Like if if you... uh, uh are lawful good? Do you go down one set and chaotic no, evil go down another? No, okay, <laughs> it's no. just decisions that your the characters make. Decisions that the characters make about which job they take, okay. and also the results of each encounter. Yeah, okay, you, so depending on your your degree of success uh, determines you know uh, or abject failure. <laughs> yeah, what or abject failure? Um, um, that's. In uh, Pathfinder, um, that is used to great effect uh, many times, you know, um, where they'll have a um, like uh, victory conditions for, you know, something like a great war and you kind of can um, put effects in and and do extra like side quests to kind of get more points and that. Those are always fun to me, especially when the players either do really, really well or fail abjectly <laughs> and uh, get no extra points. Yeah, so it's it, it's kind of like a not I wouldn't say a choose your own adventure style because mm-hmm. you you start off with like a clear direction and based off your do you succeed in this certain part of your your job uh, you start off as um, you know you're basically free captains you're looking for some for some income and um, depending you're on Han Solo you're Han Solo and Boba Fett, like <laughs> right, straight up. And uh, depending on how well you do in a certain encounter, determines where you go to the next one. But another thing that we really tried to do was um, kind of have the adventure be modular into the point where you can take any one of the encounters from the book and put it in your game. You can take any one of the organizations that we come up with, that we came up with and put it in your game and mix and match and mold it however you want. Or you can play it out with the story as laid before you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that was kind of one of our early design decisions was 
you know, we want to have this this uh, narrative that we build in our world, in our universe, um, and but also where you can have, all right, this is a really cool encounter. I want to run it with my players. I don't want to mm-hmm. use the whole thing. Uh, I just want to use this one little one. And it's real easy just to take that encounter. Everything's already rolled up for you and all that and put it into your game. Yeah. Also, like each of the encounters very much became kind of a sci-fi trope in of itself. Like there's a space horror adventure. There is a kind of escape the blockade space battle trap thing. There's, you know, you get to diplomacy with an absolutely insanely powerful being and fight against, you know, thing that will spoil stuff so i won't say um <laughs> is this know, a yeah um you say you're a sci-fi junkie is there a lot of trek in here is there a lot of um, influence from from that kind of hmm. universe so as far as say the, the space combat you know feels very yeah uh, star trekky um i would probably say uh there is one adventure path where is actually the most starship uh starship heavy adventure path where that probably has some like you could take it in a trekky direction but who you're like here here's the thing who, the people that you work end up working for do not have the high-minded ideals of the <laughs> federation of planets no, all right I'm this ain't, ain't about um sorry can i curse you definitely can't but continue <laughs> This stuff is about like the the world is far grayer. Now, if you wanted to adapt this adventure path to, or at least the the, the one that I'm thinking of, that's very you know could be ch- changed to be Trekkie in in, in its um uh, in its tempo, I guess you'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, you could do that. You could definitely have the 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 quest giver be someone else. You could take it. You know, you could be a bunch of explorers because the, where yeah, you're you going. You mentioned that it was pretty modular. Yeah, you know, so well, can, where 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 you get sent is some place that it says in the adventure path. No one goes here because it's so dangerous. No one investigates these things, these living creatures, because they're so dangerous. Well, this sounds like hard money, not easy money. <laughs> <laughs> um, shush. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, I guess m- maybe, uh, do you have other influences, yeah. uh, specifically uh, for this that, uh, you, you think people will, will catch up on? Um, definitely Dune. Oh, okay. Dune. Um, there, I wanted there to be kind of to the opening encounter, which is a role play encounter, kind of a good fellas at the club vibe to it. Only <laughs> very cyberpunk sci-fi. Um, there's definitely a bit of like Blade Runner, uh, Dead Space, or at least space horror. Um, there, uh, like Red Faction, I would say is a little bit of a influence. Um, and trying to think of any any anybody else that really like Tales from Moss Eisley. I think like where you like all the crazy stuff the bounty hunters in Star Wars yeah. could possibly get up to. All the weird knickknacky stuff that happens that kind of operates within the things that are the fate of the Star Wars galaxy, but don't necessarily dictate its fate, but possibly yeah. nudge its make influence for, one way or another. Makes for very good uh, short stories. Um, yes, talking about the tales from the Moss Eisley Cantina; those were always very fun, and and some of the most beloved uh, Star Wars characters like 
every uh well every bounty hunter for sure but every character in the the cantina is like someone's favorite star wars character which is like mind-boggling to think about you know <laughs> uh but um uh awesome where w- once this project is done can can people go to to download it to to take it for a test drive themselves yeah so, uh, it's going to be uh you can get to it through our website which is rogue exposure dot wordpress.com um, and then it's also going to be on drive through rpg and we're still looking at a couple other places but definitely those two yeah and probably the open gaming store as well i know there's a lot of starfinder stuff that's on there open gaming store right 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 so, um do you, maybe before we wrap up do you have any advice for other starfinder gms out there that want to both you know write and organized, but also publish their own work, such as Easy Money. Read the legal disclaimer before you start writing, so you yeah. don't <laughs> start writing at your own setting. So th- there was this one listener that uh, posted their adventure that they wrote, and it was all in the packed world. And it was just like, <laughs> oh my god, oh sweet summer child. Yeah, and- yeah. <laughs> good, great advice. You can give that stuff out for free to friends and stuff, but you can't sell. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can't sell stuff with uh, and know, mask and a soap. It was and so so well written. Oh no! Yeah, and <laughs> so that made it really. I was like heart crushing. I was like, oh, you got <laughs> to be kidding me! You can use the rules, and you can use like common terms like the classes and stuff, but you can't use the deities. You can't use the organizations, the planets. We found out you can't even use the drift. Yeah, well, that's one of the the um the cool things about some of the other kind of third party stuff I've seen out there is it is, it feels like, you know, Stargate Atlantis, like we're in a whole nother <laughs> galaxy at this point. We're not, but honestly that, that allowed us to be, you know, even more creative because it was mm-hmm. like, all right, we, we can't use their ideas as a crutch. Yeah. Like yeah. the sector of space where this all takes place in like each core race has their own home world. There's two like gl- uh, what was called a globular cluster in, you know, astrophysics parlance. Um, I'm a, for those I'm that don't know, fully I'm aware of that. Yes. <laughs> we're, we're all fully aware of this. The globule monsters in outer space. Uh, globular Patrick globular cluster globular cluster monster. Got it. It's in alien archive three. yeah spoiler warning for 83 um but yeah no it allows this is what happens when you know too much about space kids (laughs) um but yeah there's like these two areas of space that have you know several dozen solar systems in them and they both kind of gently orbit a black hole and that's Mm -hmm. where this all takes place that's the mathars sector cool and it has its own history that gets hinted at a little bit in Easy Money and in the light of our own. These two adventures also tie in together. Um, oh. And we're, we'll be exploring more of those things, dare I say, in the future, because this has been... That's the other, the other piece of advice I would say, if you actually really want to publish something of yourself, it, it, if you really want to do a good job and have good maps and have it be well written and well edited and well formatted um this has been a labor of love it (laughs) because it has been the better part of uh, over a year now of working on this and that's in my spare time when i get home and i'm tired and justin 
reads through all 101 pages. I you love pitched this to so me much. as a you pitched this to me as a one shot. <laughs> you I, I am pouring my heart and soul out right now, and I cannot curse on this show. Don't make me do it. <laughs> you could say Bronk. I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if it's half as good as a light of our own, as far as you know, maps and and the layout and stuff. Uh, okay, uh, okay, just one second, because I want to get your reaction on Mike to this, because mm-hmm. I have I have one of the maps. Let me uh, let me send it to you very quickly via the <laughs> glories that is Discord. I mean, I make up my my own maps from time to time, and they're not they're not great. They're not stellar. All right, say. so w- w- which one do you want to see? Do you want to see the uh, space horror? The Escape from the blockade. What 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 are you looking for? What what what? Give give me your favorite sci-fi fight, and let me let me find it in this nice list here, and then then you can go ooh ah whenever you see it. Did you say space horror? Yes. Yeah. Let's see that. Uh, all right. All right. Let's see. Where is it? Ah, here we go. Yeah. Hit me up with some space horror. Oh, geez, Louise. Who who's making these? These are too good. I. That's me. That is literally all me. I mean, even. Even wow, wow! I really, I really like this one. I've uh, just completely separate of this. Uh, feel like there's just a dearth of really good sci-fi maps out there. And if, uh, yeah, if all the other ones are up to snuff with this, uh, this is one that looks like you can just pretty much easily uh, take this and be like, yeah, this is like an an evil ship, uh, a derelict ship that you found, and, and just pop it into your own home game. Wow. Here's this, here, here's the Goodfellas Club. This is nice. Very nice. Now you're just fishing for compliments, Carl. Now, I am an artist. <laughs> we do oh. we we create things for that pure narcissistic moment of creation and then adulation from our adoring public. Do not take <laughs> this away from me. Uh th- these are both awesome. I think uh people are gonna get a real kick out of this. These are I mean, uh I don't wanna poo-poo your prior work, but these are much better than uh, your first uh, <laughs> stories maps, which hey, makes sense you know because it, you get better as you do it. More. Yeah. I was going to say, if I didn't get better at this, then there's, there's problems, but no. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I thought you were uh, 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 literally just going to show me some similar looking maps, but these are, these are pretty, pretty out there. Pretty stellar. Well, that's awesome. I can't wait now for people to, to get a look at ease and money. Um, uh, let, let's wrap things up here. Where, where else can folks find you guys online? Your, um, what Twitter is, uh, at rogue exposure. Is the, there an underscore in there? Yeah, there's an underscore. There is an underscore at, <laughs> we don't at use social ro- media. Really. Under, underscore exposure. Uh, we're on sound clown. <laughs> um, the comment about me being like Sheldon is on Podbean. <laughs> uh you can find us on itunes all, all the usual places um but yeah um drive by rpg open uh, open gaming store and our our own website um rogueexposure.wordpress.com will have links to places where you can actually uh download um don't quite know like our general idea for uh, for people to be able to download it and things like that is to mm-hmm. kind of chart chart g- give us what you think is it, it's worth um <laughs> it, it's, it's yeah it's it's nine encounters um a skill game 
a big puzzle and a huge role-playing encounter. And uh, currently, as it stands right now, in the and it's got a sector archive with new mon- uh, all new monsters and all kinds of stuff like that. And mm-hmm. as it stands right now in the Google Doc, it's 101 pages on a Google Doc. So, oh boy, just give, you an, just give me an idea of the amount of content that's in there. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you can pick it up for for as little or as much as you want. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um, well, thank you guys for for coming on. And I, I, like I said, it's been it's been way too long. I've been on um, uh, Rogue Exposure on your your fun talking episodes before, but I haven't had you guys on. So so thanks for now breaking into the Cosmic Crit Land. Oh, no, thank you so much for having. Yeah, thanks us. for having us. Uh, and uh, we'll talk your we'll, ear off. <laughs> well, I was about to say we could do it all night, but uh, we'll we'll wrap it up here, and and we'll definitely be shooting some links to to our folks when Easy Money is out. Uh, that's going to do it for this crit bit. Thank you everyone for sticking around in the episode and and listening in as we talk more Starfinder stuff. That's going to do it for us, um, and that's the end of the episode. Thanks so much, guys. Bye, bye, everybody.